Hello everybody, how's it going and welcome back to the As Always podcast, episode 132. I'm one of your hosts, James, and I'm joined, as always, by Tyler. As always, how's it going, my friend? It's going pretty well, how are you doing? Yeah, doing well. Excited to be here, as always. Wonderful, fantastic. And today we're joined by fan favourite guest, Robin Gaming. Welcome back, Robin. How's it What's going? What's up? What's up? Doing good, how about you? Yeah, yeah, nice. Very Back uh, after his tri- uh, triumphant return after breaking all the records last time. Yeah, well, yeah, here. I heard about that. Yeah, oh that yeah, pretty, but I think that had more to do with Assassin's Creed than it did with me, honestly. No hey, way. Look, <laughs> you know, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it might have, but let's put it this way: the following week we had all the four pillars on, and also talked about Assassin's Creed, and it still didn't beat it. Oh okay. You got close. It's the second most listened to episode of all time. Yours is the first. Most listened to podcasts we've ever done over all our podcast episodes. Then it must have been the amazing Uncharted 2 versus 3, uh, you know, rant. That's it what I was telling been. James. I was saying that's what it was. Yeah. Over yeah. the newly announced Assassin's Creed game. But uh, <laughs> I'd, t- I'd take it. I'd take all the credit on that if, if I were you. I will do that. Uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to be here. There's a lot we've got to get through today. Um, but before we do that, i got to thank the great producers of this show. Head over to patreon.com forward slash as always. If you like what you're listening to here and you want to hear more for just $1 a month, you can get exclusive access to the Clubhouse podcast, the best podcast on the internet. Every week, this podcast isn't released. Plus, early access to the Cinema Room podcast, the Spoilercast podcast we do on video games, movies, TV shows. We just released a Ghost of Tsushima episode, so go check that out after listening to this podcast uh, alright so to thank our producers that make this show happen we have King Richard III Josh Duvillier Damien Olberic Avery Dobbs Cat94 Nick the Gaming Prick Real Cinema Colton the Cream Pie King and Ballsack47 the fucking liar and deceiver thank you Sweet Vintage Lads for helping power this podcast and making this show exist we wouldn't be here without you literally not maybe not literally maybe who knows um, but yeah let's know. let's get into it um uh, Robin, what's what's been happening? How have you been doing over the last uh, few months since we last spoke? Uh, doing pretty good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to talk about now with the whole PlayStation thing going on, of course. But it was, I mean, you know, it, it, it has been a weird year in general, though, with like, even though we've known all this time that the next-gen consoles were coming out, it's been overall pretty quiet, right? Because I remember, like, last time we talked, I think they hadn't even really shown us anything yet. So now at least we know some good information. So there'll be uh, quite a lot to talk about, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. There's um, is there like some big projects in the works from you or anything uh, happening on your channel end right now? So uh, I've kind of been slacking on YouTube. I gotta say, I'm I'm more into Twitch uh, these days. It seems, but like, wow. I mm. I basically I was like, um, you know, I had a couple of things recently. They announced the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War game, right? And that got me to, just for some reason, like, I don't know, I, I just wasn't kind of expecting it, that it would be so reminiscent of, like, you know, the very first Black Ops game. And so I got kind of nostalgic, and I replayed that whole game, and I was thinking about making a video about that. And then all this PlayStation news came in between, so now I'm, like, doing something with that again. So I kind of had to, you know, put, like, that project on hold, I guess. But I'll be doing, you know, basically a video about the PlayStation 5, and then also about the original Black Ops uh, very soon, so... Nice. Wow. Yeah, nice. Now, so you guys have obviously... Have you both played that um, Black Ops Cold War Alpha Beta, whatever the fuck they were calling it? I'm playing it right mm-hmm. now, yeah. Uh, yeah. How is it? See, I'm not like... I'm absolutely not a Call of Duty guy. The last one I'd played was 
Um, I think I, I did play the campaign for the first Black Ops, and then I didn't play another Call of Duty until the latest Modern Warfare, and I played the campaign, uh, streamed it, and that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go first though, James. Uh, yeah, it's I, I streamed it the other day, um, and it was it was really good fun. I, I wasn't expecting it to be as sort of fun as it was. I think it. I think there's a lot of changes they've made from uh, Modern Warfare that makes it a lot more engaging to play. I think that there were some flaws with the multiplayer of Modern Warfare that just made it, I don't know, sort of bogged it down um, and didn't really play into the strengths of Call of Duty. And I think that this uh, alpha shows that they've really worked on that for this game. And I think it really, it feels like a Call of Duty game should. And I think it's incredibly fun from like map design to the way they've like managed weapons and stuff. I think it's, I think it's really, really good, and honestly, it sold me on probably picking up the game when it drops because uh, I wasn't sure whether I was going to, but I had a lot of fun on stream with everybody uh, playing it the other day, so I'm probably going to pick it up, to be honest. It was a good time. See, for me, it's really weird because I am like one of the few people that would say I buy Call of Duty these days literally for the single player. I don't even really mm. care that much for the multiplayer at all because the multiplayer is just kind of the same thing every year, you know what I mean? Even though, yeah, there are differences and stuff, and like you said, it does in some ways feel a bit different from, like, you know, Modern Warfare last year and stuff. Overall, it still comes down, mm. in my opinion, you know, to, like, yeah, the same thing, essentially. Um, yeah, so, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm still having fun with it. I just play it, you know, Call of Duty multiplayer is just, like, casual fun to me, so... What I'm mainly looking mm-hmm. forward to is the single player because I actually really, with with Black Ops particularly, it's been this very strange sort of road where like when the original Black Ops came out, that single player I actually thought was really awesome at the time. Um, and then Black mm-hmm. Ops 2 also, they decided to go in like a completely different direction. Suddenly it was futuristic, but they still had this like crazy, you know, branching story and stuff with different endings. And it was like, I don't know, they did a good job with those. And then like it had gotten to the point where for me, I basically consider Treyarch to be my favorite Call of Duty developer at that point. But then they, they it's, it's like they tumbled off a cliff or something because Black Ops 3 single player was absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one didn't even have a single player anymore. You know what I mean? So. So it had just like, that's I guess what surprised me about Black Ops Cold War is that when they released the trailer and again it it felt so reminiscent of that original Black Ops in terms of the vibe and like how you have these elements coming back with like oh the president of the United States plays a role in it you know this time being Reagan and stuff and you hear the soundtrack from the the 80s and, and things like that like I don't know I just really love the vibe and stuff and just yeah, what I saw in that trailer. So that's what I'm mainly looking forward to. And then the multiplayer is just cool on the side for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Black Ops always had a great story. And I, I hope this one lives up to it because I always felt that Black Ops 1 uh, and, and Black Ops 2 as well, like you said, it's both of them were so strong. I, I hope that this game is similar in a sense. Like, it was always sort of based around, like, this mystery and, like, unraveling this story. Yeah. As well, they've said this one's... Uh, it's not like Modern Warfare where it's like a rebooted universe. It's set in the same universe, but it's like between the two or whatever. Uh, yeah, or like it's a sequel yeah, to Black yeah. Ops 1 or something, yep. right? Um, so that's that's interesting. You know um, what's weird to me, though, about that? Like, yeah, they do treat mm-hmm. it really like a sequel to the original, but for some reason they've replaced, like, s- some of the voice actors and stuff, and I just don't understand oh, yeah. it. 
like Woods, yeah, you know, know, is like one of the one of the best characters, and apparently he still had like. See, I don't even know because I didn't even really play again Black Ops Three and Four anymore. But apparently he was still in those, like in the multiplayer or something, or zombies or whatever. I don't even know, but like they okay. still gave him, uh, you know, the opportunity to be the voice actor in those games, and for some reason now they replace him. It makes no sense to me, but mm. yeah, I'll just have to take that yeah, for that what it weird. is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something else that we talked about last podcast that I really... I've been dying to bring this up since we last talked about it, Robin, was uh, The Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. So last time you are on the podcast, the leaks had come out, right, but the right. game had not. Now, since it, now I'll, I'll say this. Um, spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2 if you are yet to play it. Um, so check the timestamps, skip a few minutes um, if you don't want to know anything. But... Uh, Robin, what was your thoughts on The Last of Us Part 2? And you, you, you had seen the leaks. We hadn't seen the leaks. You had seen all the leaks. What was sort of your feelings at that time before um, the game came out, before you get, on, get into the after the fact? Man, it's it's been it's been like a couple months already, right? It's it's weird because with the it's last of us two, yeah, I feel like it's so it's kind of come and went. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just haven't even really thought about it much anymore. I guess like, well, again, the thing is that with uh, the Last of Us, there's a lot of like dedicated fans for that game, right? And people know me as sort of like a, a naughty dog fan in general or something, right? So people have yeah. these expectations of me to like be really involved with it. But I was never as involved with The Last of Us as I was with Uncharted. So I never felt like that sort of personal attachment to it as I did with Uncharted either, right? Um, I liked the original game a lot. And therefore, when, the, when I saw the leaks of the second game, I did, you know, I did sort of like agree mostly with the people that were kind of underwhelmed by it. And I could, at least I could totally see it. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, of course, spoilers, but like Joel dies in the beginning and stuff like that. And that's like a very bold decision, right? And then to also have you play as like a completely different character for for the second half of the game, the character that literally kills him and stuff like that. All of that stuff seemed like a very... I, I mean, I kind of expected that they would do something crazy with it, I guess. But still, when you see what it is, it's not... It's just not what you what you thought it would be or so completely, you know, such a crazy idea at first that like, yeah, you don't really know what to what to make of it, right? And so I played the game and, you know, I still thought it was fine. I didn't um I think you both really liked it, right? I'm not sure honestly anymore, but Yeah, uh, yeah we don't. Yeah, I, I thought it was um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, I guess. I found it mostly just a very fascinating game for the decisions that they made, of course. But I didn't necessarily love it or hate it. I wasn't really in either camp, um, you know, because it seems like it's really kind of divided people, right, to either be one or the other. I'm really kind of neither. Like, also with certain characters, there are some people that absolutely fucking hate Abby, right, because, oh, she kills Joel <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And then there's some people that, like, love the shit out of her and think that she's an amazing character. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I understand her motivations, I guess. I understand what they were trying to do with the game. It didn't necessarily resonate with me a lot or something like that. I just I just thought it was kind of, like I said, it, it came and went for me, honestly. I, I enjoyed the game, yeah. but it didn't make the impact for me personally that Naughty Dog games used to kind of make in the past. So, But, you know, that's just me. That's, I mean, that's fair enough. I, I can, I can, uh, I can see that. And I, I think I could tell during the podcast that we did last time that you weren't happy. And that's why I was getting scared. So, Cause I remember saying like, dude, don't fucking say shit. 
I don't want to know. I want all this to be excited. I, I want to have that excitement and, uh, and, and everything. And, and I did going into it, but I was like freaking out, having this like panic going like, everyone fucking hates it. What's going on? Like what happens in this game that, that does that? And mm. I remember playing the first like two, like Joel dying. I was like totally the correct decision. Cause you think yeah. I hundred percent, I was so on board the moment it happened. Like I, I liked the first last of us a lot, but I'm like, you completely love uncharted. I think uncharted, all the uncharted games are better than the last of us one. In my opinion, <laughs> I'd much prefer them. Uh, I'm not a big zombie guy. I liked the characters, like the story, but just overall, like playing through it. And I also played it after playing Uncharted 4. So it was a bit like in comparison how Naughty Dog games became as I played those Uncharted games mm. um, one after the other. I was like, oh my God, this is a bit of a step back. Um, so it really was the story that had to stand out and it did, but overall not as much. And you're dealing with zombies. Uncharted, you're dealing with like puzzles and history and just uh, environments I preferred. Anyway, but uh, I jump into The Last of Us Part 2 and I think to myself, why do I care? Like what... Like, I love these characters, but what are we doing here? Like, why is there a sequel? And then when Joel gets killed, I was traumatized. Like, <laughs> when the scene's happening, I'm sitting on my computer like, what the fuck's going mm. on? I had to, like, pause the game afterwards. I went into my garage and, like, did a boxing session because I was so angry. Like, I was like, I'm going to fucking kill Abby. I have to kill her. I can't wait for this. Like, I was just furious. I, but at the same time, I loved that because I was like, man, this game has got me completely invested on where it's going. I'm so in on this storyline and plot. I want to jump in and play as Ellie and just and kill Abby. And the first, in terms of gameplay and the structure and the pacing, those first three days as Ellie, especially day two, was like some like the best three hours of any game I've probably ever played. I really? Was so you think completely, so? I was so completely... I've never been so emotionally enthralled in a game. Like, every minute of that game, my heart was racing. Can I say that I was, like, the complete opposite? Because I feel that, like, Ellie's half of the game is so uneventful and strangely, like... I don't know. It just gives off that vibe of, like, what are we even doing here? Like, it's it just feels like kind of almost a pointless mission that doesn't even really make sense to me. At least that's the feeling I had while playing it, right? Like, you're just going after this person for, like... 10 hours and like killing a couple people in between that that were there as well and it's like i don't know but to just... me them being there i wanted to kill all of them like i was really? enjoying i was enjoying that process but also i loved the gameplay was so um uh, immersive to me so like as i'm playing it it was the most like realistic type that's what i love about naughty dog games and yeah they the gameplay is unmatched the the game exactly the gameplay so yeah. much i was just enjoying the process of playing the game. I wasn't in a rush to finish. I spent my time as Ellie going into every building, scavenging through everything. I just enjoyed the gameplay. Like I just enjoyed playing again. It's the, it's the first time in a long time. I've really just enjoyed sitting there playing a game, probably since like kingdom Hearts three. So like 18 months since I'd really just enjoyed sitting down and playing a game like that. And the gameplay kept me so interested. The, I loved the stealth. I loved the combat. I loved the, when there's no one around and we're just dealing with story pieces with Ellie and, and the other side characters that we're um, with as well. And then, of course, I was motivated because I wanted to kill not just Abby, every single person in that room I wanted to die. And uh, the 
I've never enjoyed a zombie game ever as well in my life. This was the first time I ever enjoyed the zombie elements of a zombie game. Not even The Last of Us 1. When zombies were there, I just was like, oh, okay, here we go, zombies, let's get through this. Whereas this time I was, like, actually scared. Like, it was just such a immersive, realistic game that I was like, the atmosphere was so well done, the soundtrack was so well done, the graphics and visuals are so amazing, and it just, every beat in the throughout the days was just like... Whether it was story motivating or not, like the the set pieces kept me like, in, you know, tensed up. The um, not trying try not to get caught. Like everything felt. I think my big thing was with Ellie. She, what I thought was so special about playing as her is that you spend the first game where she's someone you're looking after so she's someone you want to protect so all of a sudden when you're used to playing this guy that if he gets while well, you're playing you know you, joel takes a few shots it's whatever it's just a game but i felt like protective of ellie so i don't even want her to get shot even though it's a video game i'm like no i've got to be stealthy and she can't get hit because it's ellie like i feel like i gotta look after her um even though she's such a fucking badass herself like she's such a savage um her play style as well and then when we get to that halfway point I was like, fuck off. I'm not fucking playing with this bitch. I'm not, I'm not fucking doing it. Uh, and then and then I give it, you know, I play that first day and I was just sort of like, it's the gameplay that kept me going. I was like, man, this gameplay is so fun, whatever, I'll just play. And I get through the first day, I was like, that's actually pretty good. And then you do the flashbacks. And so by midday two, I was like, oh, I actually, Abby's, t- I see what they're doing here. They're turning me around real slow. I didn't enjoy the second half as much as the first half, but then we get to that end bit and I'm like, oh, fuck, they're going to flip the script and Ellie's going to go and think she's going to kill Abby, but she's going to save her. I actually love that. But then they went so dark and deep with that ending Mm. where Ellie does sort of go through with it, but then doesn't because it breaks her completely. And then I'm like, oh, God. And then I was just left depressed and sad. And honestly, every day that goes by, I love the game more. Like, oh, it's, it gives me PTSD thinking about it. Like, every single time it's brought up. I thought about it the other day. Someone brought it up on Discord. And I was just like, I can't even think about the game. Like, it just... It, it's it's such It was such a fucking experience. And it was it's just insane. It's... Oh, yeah. it's so fucking weird. But, like, the moment as well, like, talking about, you know, Ellie and Abby and all that stuff. The, the moment I realized how much I really did like Abby was when, um you you've been playing as ellie for a bit like she's you've been you've switched back after the second day three um and like ellie's on her farm and everything and you've got all that stuff and they set up um why you know because you've been playing as abby for so long you kind of forget ellie's not you don't forget ellie's motivation but you kind of you're so with the other side of the story that they need to sort of give you give you that again give you ellie's side again and so you're reminded of joel and all that stuff and i was and then i immediately i was like okay shit yeah okay I'm, I'm back with ellie again and we're gonna go and get abby but then when it switches again and you're in santa barbara with abby and lev and they're looking for the fireflies and everything that's when i realized how much i liked those characters because I don't think I had a chance to really process it while I was playing through the main three days as Abby because it was just there was so much going on it was so intense and I was so like into the gameplay but once I switched back and I was playing as them in Santa Barbara I was like I fucking love these guys and I was like happy to be playing as them again and like that's when I realized and I was like oh shit I've actually like they've turned me around to it and I genuinely like these characters and that's when I realized like the whole ending was just gonna be so tough for me because I liked Ellie but I also liked Abby as well and so it was just like this this conflict and I think that it's such a obviously it's such a polarizing game because if that doesn't work for you then none of it's going to work for you and the game is just going to fall apart and i think you know a lot of that's what happened for a lot of people but then when yeah. it does work for you it's like one of the most amazing things that you could ever experience 
um and it's just so interesting and i think it's you know i understand i understand both sides i don't know see i i but i do feel there are definitely some sort of like more um uh, like there are some issues with it that are not just with the story for example like the pacing is mm-hmm. also a little bit off in certain parts for sure in my opinion at least like you you got the whole mm-hmm. uh what is it like yeah like i said i mean Ellie's half already feels a little bit weirdly drawn out and uneventful sometimes. At least that's how it did to me. And then, like, Abby has, like, these parts, um, you know, at the very end where you, like, go to, what is it, Lev's, uh, yeah, what do you even call that? You know, the camp where, like, the entire faction uh, is there and stuff, right? Like, that whole fight that you have through the burning, uh, you know, the whole whole place is, like, on fire. That one felt kind of drawn out and things like that. Also, the Santa Barbara part at the end, I don't know, it just felt so off, like, in terms of pacing to me, how they did it. Yeah, yeah, to me it did at least. But again, it's hard to put those things into words because that's just a a feeling you have, right? It's not... Yeah, yeah. By that time, I was just ready for the game to end and then you still have, like, a whole Mm three-hour section, basically, uh, you know, glued to the end uh, there as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the other thing I didn't like about Santa Barbara was that it was in California. I was like, get me the fuck out of this shithole state. Uh, <laughs> that might have been it, yeah. Hate California. <laughs> Shout out to California and everyone from there. Holy fuck. I was like, oh God, I remember this place, this fucking barren wasteland of soulless people. Um, <laughs> but it is it, It's exactly it is the same when it's zombies. <laughs> it's, it's like that. I was like, no, like, what do you think you're going to find in Santa Barbara, Abby? Oh, no one except like terrible people what a shock it's almost like real life um (laughs) no but i was i was gonna say like joking uh, i was gonna say like you know clearly what this game you are right in the sense that like if it doesn't work for you already basically from the start then you're just not gonna like the game really that's 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 what it comes down to right and i think for a lot of people yeah it is you know, it's kind of 50-50. I think for some people that hate it, it's either the fact that they just couldn't let go of what the game, according to them, should have been. But there are also people that I think have more, like, legitimate issues with it. And they are sometimes, especially I saw, you know, because that's also the, the the sad thing about it. But, like, the whole backlash has been so toxic from both sides, right? And you saw yeah. that even with, like, Naughty Dog developers and the way they reacted to it. And, like, you know, the way they can kind of just, like... Um, yeah, just treat like like every person not liking the game is somehow oh has issues with the fact that like oh there's too many female characters in it or something like that or you know they call them yeah. homophobes mm. or things like that and it's like you know don't do that either like understand just like try to understand what makes people not like the game right and I think there were valid reasons to not like the game as well as that there were many reasons to like the game like I said the gameplay and stuff is undeniably amazing and I think there's literally nobody ever who complained about the gameplay or something it's fantastic no, right that'd be strange and and that'd again so like it's 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 for example you know you you have those little flashback scenes with joel right in the in the first half with ellie and they Ugh. are so amazing right like so good yeah. yeah and and i think again like that sort of reveals a potential for what the game also could have been right and that's hard for some people to kind of let go of i guess i didn't even have that that much myself like i said because i didn't I wasn't like a huge fan of the first Last of Us, but I understand it. I understand that that is also basically what the game could have been, and that that's what maybe a lot of people would have wanted. It's, you know, it, I think it, I just felt like that would have been like Uncharted. Like, the thing about Uncharted is it's very, yeah. 
um, light-hearted mm. out of competitive. To me, like, it wouldn't be The Last of Us if the sequel was like, so we're just back with the characters again and another adventure, and I wonder what's going to happen next time at the end. Like, that's not what The Last of Us is. The, the, diff- the biggest difference between an Uncharted and The Last of Us is The Last of Us has that total, like, unforgivingness to it. It is... It, its world isn't, you know, black and white. Its world isn't happy. It's not supposed to be that way. It's it's about loss. That whole story is about loss and survival in the first game, and I felt like the second game was exactly the same in, in, um, in almost an opposite way. So I feel like you get those feelings from an Uncharted, and what I liked about The Last of Part 2 was I felt like with those flashbacks, it gave you that taste of what you wanted for those fans. Um, it didn't show me what the game could have been, because I'm like, okay, so... If the game had just been Joel and Ellie going on another adventure, I, I wouldn't have liked it. I don't... It wouldn't have done anything. I'm like, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Like, it gave me an emotional reason to want to play this story, which was for revenge. And then that second half was me sort of, like, questioning everything I felt in the first half, where I'm like, wait, why do I like this person now? When I can... Why do I see where their heads at and then but at the same time I still didn't forgive her like but what I was doing was just seeing her redemption and she's actually Joel now and Lev is Ellie and I'm like oh she's gotta like be the Joel character the character that she hated to get her own redemption and then Ellie's gotta not be Abby or else she's gonna lose everything and you sort of you know they're both become who they hate and I just, I just thought it was such an interesting story. I just thought it was so The Last of Us. It's what I always believed The Last of Us was. Which is when I play, even though I'm not a big fan of the first game. or it, it, to, When I say I'm not a big fan of like, I loved it. But if I don't say it's in my top five games of all time, then I hate every game. Like whenever you do, if it's not in your top five, you must fucking hate it. Yeah. I hate The Witcher 3 apparently because it's not in my top five games of all time. So oh, I, I, I actually game. hate that game, so. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously oh, never managed to get into The Witcher 3 but yeah and people oh, people oh, always know. give me I shit know. for it so yeah oh that's so funny oh, that's, that's so funny. fucking hilarious I've tried I played it the first time at the start of the year and I loved it but I, they're like so it's your top 5 and I'm like nah it's not in the top 10 like it's pretty close to the top 10 it's not top 10 they're like oh I thought I would love it but you hated The Witcher 3 <laughs> like, it might be number 6 guys it. for fuck's sake yeah like I love The Witcher 3 but like I but this is this game to me I would put right up there right next to The Witch Three on like a list of favorite games of all time like it's it's I'm probably not top ten but it's close it's honestly The Last of Us Part Two just I, I mean I said this in the spoiler cast people have listened to that no but I just I couldn't in my the way I saw The Last of Us it just felt so true to itself mm-hmm. so true to itself and <clears throat> and in the sense of it was made to make me feel uncomfortable. Like I wasn't, this wasn't escapism. This was like to be completely broken and it completely broke me. And I've never experienced a game like it. And I, whether they do a sequel or not, I'm fine with that, but I don't think I could go through that again. Like that was so intense. It was just the most intense thing I've ever played. I think that's what I loved about it. That it was just an, I love experiences now. Like I've, I find it hard to replay games. I, I've played a lot of games. I, I like new things. I like new things that are that take risks. I like new experiences and things I haven't felt before and, and pushing those boundaries while also still being able to make a mechanically well-designed game, which Naughty Dog don't know how to make a bad game in terms mm. of gameplay and game design. Yeah. So that's what you know kept me in there. Um, 
so I think in terms of narrative and and other little things, that's the side I, I like the new the new stuff. It is I definitely don't need to play, you know, Assassin's Creed seventeen, um, you know, where it's same yeah. old, same old. Yeah, no, no, it's it's definitely like commendable for those reasons. Absolutely, like they they did something that takes balls to do. You know what I mean? Like, and that you can only commend it for that, right? But. Um, I, yeah, again, I think it kind of depends on uh, how you looked at that first game. Because to you, you said like, oh yeah, the first game, it is that sort of unforgiving universe that, that I guess kind of, you know, that's what, what, what the game represents to you. But I think to many people, it did kind of just more represent also Jaw and Ellie at its core, right? The first game very much. And so that's maybe what they also just expected from the second game, because that's what The Last of Us was to them. And so... While you still get Joel in the second game, he clearly, like, you know, if you count up all the scenes together, it's like, what, an hour, hour and a half or something like that? He's not much in the game. And while he has the whole motivation, of course, for Ellie's journey and stuff like that, and there are many resemblances to make, um, that core definitely, like, that, yeah, that core may for some reason, or may for some people just simply not have been there anymore. And so what they're left with is just not really what they liked about the first game necessarily. And that, that's maybe how I feel about it too a little bit because, yeah, you know, just like you, I wasn't with the first game like, oh, I'm not a big fan of zombie games or something. That's not why I like the games. I don't like them for the world or whatever. I liked the first game almost specifically. Jaw was like a huge reason why I liked the first game because he was like mm. the one character that I really resonated with and that I really liked in that game. So of course, if he's gone in the second one, there's mo not much left anymore to really love about it, right? And so I can still appreciate, of course, all the stuff that they did, like you said, that is new and that you don't expect. But you know, yeah, I, I guess I, again, it's it's hard to talk about, man. It's just like it's a it's a it's a complex sort of game. With many angles to it and it's it's even hard to sometimes make up your mind like yeah did i really like it or did i not like it did i mm. find it interesting or not <laughs> you know like yeah. i'm still yeah. thinking about it to this day so i guess that is a good sign right so yeah you'll remember mm. it yeah. you'll never forget the last of this part two yeah do you think they'll make a part three yeah i'm not i'm not i think I think there is definitely a possibility, but they're not going to make it immediately now. I think they're first going to try a new IP, see how that works, because it's time Naughty Dog makes a new IP. It's been, you know, it's, yeah, since the original Last of Us, mm -hmm. so it's been like a whole generation, mm -hmm. basically. Um, and I think they're also going to still be doing that HBO TV show or something, right? So I think Neil Druckmann is going to get involved with that. Um, and then, yeah, Naughty Dog itself is going to move on to like a new IP that I assume they've already been kind of secretly working on now for a year or two. Um, and then, you know, see how that does. And based on that, they might decide to, you know, either go ahead with like Last of Us 3 or a sequel to that new IP again. Or And there's even still the factions multiplayer that people are kind of, you know, hoping is still going to happen for The Last of Us 2. Like a standalone okay. factions multiplayer um, thing. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And they're doing, and they're still doing a, uh, you know, the Uncharted series. Like there's still, you know, um, going to be another one well, probably I doubt in the that's next Naughty few Dog, years. Though. I doubt that's Naughty Dog. I think that's a whole new reckon? studio if they're going to do it. Yeah, because that's been yeah, the rumor already sure for a long time. Was, yeah. a whole I thought it was studio. just another offshoot of Naughty Dog, or is it like a, literally a completely? New no, studio? it's like literally a completely new studio, and then taking some of the people from Naughty Dog, like just a small group that is sort of transitioned over but we'll have to even see if that's true though it could be that they're actually working on a completely new ip but uncharted is just too big of a franchise to let go that's that's kind of the way i see it you know i think we talked about that in the last podcast but like yeah it's still i think mm -hmm. in total like the best-selling ps4 exclusive 
Um, so, you know, it's it's going to be hard to just say like, oh yeah, let's leave Uncharted where it is. Especially because they're also doing the movie now, which I really have no interest in watching, but whatever. Like, it's That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Tom Holland playing uh, Nathan Drake? Uh, I... I'm not. I'm not the guy to ask. Seriously, <laughs> like I, I want nothing to do with that movie. I, I, I I'm not even planning wow. to watch it. Honestly, seriously, it's. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know it's like, like, have a movie made of your favorite yeah, video game. Franchise. The, Assassin, um, the Assassin's Creed movie. It was like literally the worst thing I've mm. ever seen in my entire fucking life, and I knew it was gonna be bad, but it was somehow even worse than I thought it was gonna be. I was like, oh, for Jesus Christ Almighty, <clears throat> pain. But I don't, I don't believe in the concept of making movies out of these games in the first place. That is the big problem. It's not even so much about mm-hmm. who is going to play Drake or whatever, but I think it's just like, you know, you've literally made these games with the whole concept behind it that like, oh, what you want to do is make playable movies, literally. That's always been the goal. That's always what Naughty Dog has said. We want to put you in control of an amazing uh, action-adventure type movie, right? And they succeeded in that. They made characters that were believable, like... Drake, Sully, and Elena are characters that feel real to people, right? Same with Joel and Ellie and stuff like that. They are, uh, you know, like, voice acted so well and motion captured and everything like that. They feel like real characters. And so to then... The whole concept makes no sense, in my opinion, that you're then going to make a movie out of it and replace, literally, these people. Because even if it's... Whether it's Tom Holland or even if it's, like, Nathan Fillion or any of these other actors that people have talked about, it will never be Nathan Drake. And nobody will ever be Sully. It's, Sully is that particular voice and it's that particular... Sure, you can kind of mimic the look, but it's also the voice and stuff like that. Like, you're just never gonna... You know, you're, you're, you're never gonna make something that fully resembles, um, you know, what, what, the, what the games are to people. So I just think it's a... In my opinion, you know, as, as somebody who really feels like, you know, who's really dedicated to it and stuff, it's just not something that I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. It almost feels like it doesn't serve a purpose when you've got the games. It's it's an odd thing to do. And I guess it's for an entirely different audience at the end of the day when you think about it. It's yeah. like for an audience that doesn't yeah, play exactly. those games. exactly. And then for us, like, we've got the games, so it doesn't matter a great right. deal. Right, and, and, I've, and I've accepted that for what it is, and that's also why I can mm-hmm. just, you know, people sometimes get mad at me for saying that. Like, I want nothing to do with the movie, but it's exactly for what you mentioned. I think it's for a different audience, and so I just don't yeah, really exactly. want to, you know, I just don't care for it, and I don't want to act like I do so yeah mm-hmm. yeah fair enough uh all right jumping into this week we had the playstation 5 uh i guess event not even a reveal um but you know uh release date reveal price reveal all that sort of stuff uh what were you what were your guys thoughts uh i'll start with you robin on on the event itself and the games that were shown and and the whole the whole i guess experience that they put together um with the presentation well it's funny how like the perception around it really changed in the hours following it right because initially when i watched the show i thought it was a really cool show and like all the games that they showed were very exciting but then suddenly we heard like extra information um yeah like i said in the hours that followed so like games were going to be more expensive and like uh suddenly horizon 2 and like miles morales was also coming to the ps4 so a lot of people were like really sort of uh confused by all that messaging right mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know overall I, I like the show and i think sony is just in general the playstation is in such a good spot right now there's like nothing you know 
with all the even with these little little screw ups that they had, right? It doesn't matter, dude. They've just got the momentum at the moment, and it's going to be impossible to, you know, for Microsoft to like catch up to that anytime soon. That's that's just the thing. They're, they're doing. They're just great at what they do at the moment in terms of content. So yeah. Do you think pricing for video games going up was inevitable, though? For the amount of money and investment and time it now takes to make these big games you play, mm. do you not then think at some point the price of them had to go up? See, I don't necessarily mind the fact that some games are more expensive, right? I don't like. I would happily pay 80 euros for like a God of War 2 or you know any of Fuck these yeah. amazing Sony productions. I think the, the problem is more something that has been here for so long already, is that certain games, like almost all games share the exact same price and they shouldn't be because some games clearly how weird is that eh? what do you yeah. say how weird is that That's yeah like, you don't really think about that some games Why clearly have less price? of a budget right some games clearly don't have the same effort put into them look at your yearly sports games or whatever or, or your you know like yeah so it doesn't justify the fact that the prices are almost always the same that is the that is the bigger issue to me but at the same time this is a problem that, you know, can't really be fixed by the games industry. It should simply be fixed fixed by the community. People themselves should understand that, like, yeah, you know, I mean, paying 80 euros for the yearly FIFA and stuff like that, like, hey, yeah, you can do it, of course, if you're really excited for it, but do understand that it makes these companies feel justified in asking the price for it, right? And it's not just that, because after those 80 euros that they pay for a new FIFA game or whatever, they're also putting like 100 or 200 uh, euros in the whole year into card packs and stuff like that, right? And it's like, uh, those games make so much money compared to the actual really good productions, uh, that like it's we we end up in this weird situation where like yeah it just doesn't pay off as much anymore to make those really cool games because they just don't make as much money it's all up to gamers individually into like what they spend their money on and what they deem is you know the best the best value for their money and yeah sadly you know not always the right choices are being made there so yeah no definitely Definitely. What was your thoughts, James, on the presentation and something like that with the price points and stuff? Uh, I think I'm at the same point uh, as, as sort of the way Robin described it. Is I, The event was great. I was so fucking hyped. Like, watching it was such a great time. And it was an event that I sort of, like, needed this year. I feel like most events have just, like, sort of sucked this year, just super underwhelming. Um, yep. Even that first PlayStation event was, like, it was cool. And, like, we got to see, like, Spider-Man and... Uh, horizon was great but like beyond that it was a bit sort of like nothing whereas i think so? this event was just yeah a little bit i think it was just there was a lot of because imbe- you at the beginning yet spider-man at the end was like horizon but like between that was sort of like not a lot of stuff i was necessarily interested in um it was still probably the best event so far of the year but like mm. it was just like compared to some other ones it was like yeah right it was fine but this is sort of the one i think i was waiting for like where it was just sort of non-stop big hitters um big surprises as well stuff we didn't expect like you get the teaser for god of war at the end which is really cool um mm. the harry potter rpg which has been like rumored and it was leaked ages ago like that was really hype i'm a huge harry potter fan so that was that was cool um and it was just overall really good time and like they got they sold me on demon souls which was a game that i didn't think i'd be interested in but watching the like little demo <laughs> they showed and then the trailer at the end i was like this actually looks really cool and really yeah, fun it's like amazing. something i would i would enjoy playing um it just yeah it's like it's like beautiful to look at uh, and it just looks like a really good time so um they sold me on that somehow and that was cool uh, and I just did you guys like pre-order a, really well a playstation 5 event. yet 
uh yeah i, I managed to uh like the next day when they went live because it was that was fucking weird as well because they were like oh yeah well we'll t- it went from we'll tell you soon when the pre-orders are happening to oh the pre-orders will be tomorrow and then yep. nope five minutes later they're all up and it's like okay well good job yeah i i was on a run around because uh i know most places it's not coming out till the 19th of november but australia and new zealand are two of the countries on the list for november 12th um mm-hmm. and yeah they went up like because the event happened at five in the morning australian time and i was up at it was oh, what day was it it was tuesday so it's my like my one day off a week so i woke up tuesday morning thinking uh i'll just what was the i don't even remember what day it was because yeah whatever day it was i get up and i uh when i got um no, no, it was fucking Thursday. That's what it was, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And and I got up, uh, when, I think I got a haircut or something. I was like, I first thing I had that day, got a haircut, and I was like, oh yeah, I probably should pre-order. Like, I thought, no, nah, it'll be fine. Like, I pre-ordered um, the, you know, last generation well in advance, and like, I wasn't there day one, it was fine, you know, no big deal. But then you forget, those consoles were like revealed eight months before they released, and you could pre-order them. Mm. and stuff like it was just like one of those things so it wasn't until josh um the editor of this show and robin your editor uh josh messaged me he goes oh dude you do know because he lives in um, australia as well he goes you know eb games our main which is gamestop pretty much for here uh have sold out and i'm like oh fuck like i didn't even think about it and then i'm in the car i just start rushing to get to the shops and i run around to like the e- the EB games are they're like yeah both uh, console pre-orders sold out. I go to JB Hi-Fi, which is the other ma- major retailer, and they're not doing in-store pre-orders. Like oh, it's only an expression of interest. Uh, you have to go online to. What am I like, yeah, <laughs> for fuck's sake? <laughs> um, me- meanwhile, Josh has fucking pre-ordered his. Like he's been up the whole fucking night watching it, and I'm just messaging him like every five seconds. Going, this fucking sold out everywhere. Fuck's sake. <laughs> So I pre-ordered it online on JB's website, the disc version, and I hope I get it day one, but who the fuck knows at this point? Um, I don't know. It's just what they, and they can't, they, all it says is they can't guarantee it's a day one one. Mm, so I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Um, so, so who's to know? Then again, because I wanted to play these end of the year games like Cyberpunk and Valhalla. I thought I'll play those on the PS5. I don't really want to play those on my day one xbox one or day one ps4 like they're running on fumes at this point mm-hmm. yeah but i might have to for me it was like super cha- a chaotic process as well because like you know i was streaming the event and i think by it was kind of like over by like what 11 p.m or something here my time uh and then i was still like uploading reactions and checking other people's thoughts right and so i go to bed at like what 2 a.m or something like that thinking like oh yeah they'll, they'll be available sometime you know tomorrow like i don't know so probably like 11 a.m or so, you know something like that so i'll be fine i wake up at nine and literally by the time i wake wake up i already see that they're sold out uh mm, on like fuck. yeah on like the site that i wanted to order at so i i spent the next like four hours looking at different dutch websites like where could they still be available none of them had them anymore and stuff like that or they weren't even gonna offer pre-orders for them so i'm like seriously am i am i really gonna miss out on this now and then i somehow managed to because apparently there were some people that like 
you know, in the afternoon were canceling their orders that made more of them available again if you were lucky and you kind of like refreshed at the right time. <laughs> you know, suddenly the button to pre-order was there again, showed up. And so I actually managed to, to get both a digital and the physical one just in case. Uh, yeah, pre-ordered uh, ultimately, but like... It's, it's crazy because they were basically sold out immediately. And, and PlayStation also apologized for it yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Mm. Yeah, that was weird. They I was going to say, yeah. what did you guys think of that statement they made? Yeah, no, that was, yeah. That was just interesting. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they're going to have cool, more. That's what they promised. So, mm-hmm. Hang on, let me... Yeah. Um, I'll read it out for um, people listening. What PlayStation said was... Um, uh, they said, quote, let's be honest, PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. We truly apologize for that. Over the next few days, we will release more PS5 consoles for pre-order. Retailers will share more details. And more PS5s will be available through the end of the year, end quote. So, that's, um, I mean, that's cool uh, that they acknowledge that quite strange the way they said it you know they were just like hey look that was a shit show yeah especially because they mm-hmm. promised to like give us heaps of notice too yeah exactly they had people even sign up via email for like oh yeah we'll let you know when you can pre-order and it turned out that they uh, you know that they didn't so <laughs> it was kind of just i i don't know strange. what went wrong there but but in the first place it is weird because like they kind of promised that they would have like i think 10 to 15 million units or something available on day one so that should mean that there's a lot to pre-order like I don't understand how they can be sold out within just half an hour in the first place. It doesn't really make any sense because I doubt that many people pre-ordered them here in that, you know, little time span. So, yeah, I mean, they they promised that they would have more. So we'll have to wait and see how many, I guess, and if everybody will be able to still pre-order theirs because there's quite a lot of people I noticed now that just didn't manage to. So, yeah. I talked to the EB Games, um, my local EB Games, and they said... Every store was given, or most major stores were given, only 10 disc versions of the PS5 and two digital. That's all. Like, there's not a lot of PlayStation 5s available day one anyway. So, I was like, well, that's fucking almost none. Like, of course you sold out already Mm. uh, on the first day. Mm. Because I'm sure you have at least 12 fans of the PlayStation 5 in each sort of area um, that want to get it. It's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely bizarre. Uh, but what in terms of before we get into the games or the showcase, there was was um, one other thing that they talked about, which is uh, PlayStation's version, I guess, of Game Pass. James, you want to kind of get into that and explain that? Uh, yeah, it, it's sort of similar, but obviously not exactly the same. They've said um, there's obviously some third-party games on there, which may, I'm sure they'll probably intend to grow the library of, um, as well as their first-party stuff as well. But they've also said that uh, like the way that we, when you have Game Pass on Xbox, when the new Halo drops, it'll be on Game Pass right away. All the first-party exclusives are. Um, Sony have basically said that's not really feasible with their games because they're so high-budget, it's not sustainable. They wouldn't really be able to keep making the high-budget games that they do if they were basically giving them all away um, when they dropped, which I think is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, you know, you've got this PlayStation Plus collection, which is a big collection of playstation games and some third party ones in there as well which i'm sure they're going to intend to grow um and i think it's pretty cool i think it's great um will it compete with game pass i mean only time will tell whether they you know grow it to a point where it really can be competing with what game pass offers um but i think it's really cool regardless um uh, and allows people especially people that are just getting a playstation this generation coming up 
they're going to be able to just get that and play all of these games that they that they missed during this generation. I think that's really cool, which makes it a, more accessible for people uh, at a cheaper price. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's a cool concept, but I was I've been hearing people say like, oh, they've pretty much got Game Pass, Xbox is done. I'm like, okay, let's be real, Game Pass is still way better than whatever that is playstation plus collection like that's cool it's a good start but um the library on game pass is pretty ridiculous and i I can't i can't imagine it's that good for playstation off off the bat and like they said the exclusives won't be on there straight away which is for sure like super understandable because uh i don't know how xbox do that i really don't know how they do that well then again they don't have they don't put enough money into Um, their their game have you seen halo infinite yeah, we did, yeah, I did see it. <laughs> they spent they spent about a fiver on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. It really hurts. That was that was rough. Xbox is so defeated, and it hurts my feelings. But but this it is really does. This is what you have to understand about the whole Game Pass model, right? Like it's 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 of course a cool idea on paper, and it's really you know nice for gamers because you don't have to spend all that much money, but you do have to keep in mind that like i mean first of all we don't know if this whole model is sustainable right it makes a lot of sense for playstation in my opinion to say like yeah we put so much money into our games we can't afford to just like put them in some program and give them to you for like 10 bucks a month or something in fact they're gonna be more expensive than ever yeah Yeah. Uh, hey (laughs) guess what you're gonna pay for it more than xbox gonna have people to buy game pass that's reality (laughs) yeah Yeah. no but but plus what you also just get is that you know xbox will now with every single game that they make they will want to kind of make sure that those games will all help to have people uh, continue their Game Pass subscription, right? So what you get ultimately is that, I think at least, they have more of an incentive for almost every single game they make to in some way be a service-based game because they want you to play those games for a long time. Therefore, they want you to, uh, you know, or like they want you to do that because they want you to keep you know, uh, uh, being subscribed to Game Pass as well, right? And you see it with Halo Infinite, which is supposed to be kind of like that. And we'll have to wait and see how Mm. it goes with Fable. I think Fable was rumored to also be like a huge online thing. And it's like single-player games of... In my opinion, single-player games on Xbox might very well be vanishing simply because they want to make sure that you can play those games for a long time so that you'll continue to have Game Pass as well. Game Pass will influence the game design for almost all their games. The only game we know so far that is, you know, at least looking like it's going to be a true single-player experience is Hellblade. And I can't wait for that game because it looks fucking awesome. But And I love the first one. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, like PlayStation, what we all love about PlayStation is those single-player games. And they can work because people are willing to pay money for it. Um, Yeah, and we'll have to wait and see if that's, you know, what what Xbox is going to keep doing. Because with the model that they are currently adopting, you know, there's not that much money coming in anymore. People aren't willing to pay those huge prices for single-player experiences. So then you end up with what we get with Halo. So, yeah. Mm. yeah it's true it's a good point and and you know that the hope is fable isn't you know that big well it's, it, the rumor there's going to be an mmo has been um uh sort of uh debunked but there's certainly going to be online elements to that the, the question there is to what ex- to, to what fair. extent yeah the, the, you know fable is mostly going to be a single player game but they got the, i have no doubt they're going to try to build like a longer lifespan through some sort of online gameplay or at least some additions to even the world they have um Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be interesting to see in what dlc or something like that you know like again look look at god of war right i mean god of war we all we all love the perfect game and it never got any dlc they were just like no this is the game that it is 
you know, and, and that was completely fine. But, you know, those kinds oh. of games, it's rare these days. It's the, the, the thing I love about God of War is it's the only. It's the only. It yeah. is the only. Every other game has an, Red Dead Redemption 2, online features. Horizon Zero Dawn had DLC. All these games they have to have expansions. They keep you around. God of War is just the perfect game in a perfect package. Here it is. And what you play, and then you're done with it. And that's what just you get. Just enjoy yeah. it, and then move mm. on with your life and get ready for the next one. Like, I respected that so much when it came out. I was like, I wonder if there'll be a service DLC, and then, like, there's no, and I'm like, you know what? I love that. Like, I love that. Yeah. Like, the, there'll be no. My last memory of God of War will be my first memory of God of War, which <laughs> was that it was a masterpiece. It's mm. the best game I've ever played. Like, and I love that. Mm. I absolutely love that. Um, what did you think of the reveal of the of the new God of War now? Because I, I thought like it's strange because apparently the game is coming out next year. At least that's what they're saying. I, I don't believe it for a single second. I but. I, I don't believe yeah. it either. There's no fucking way. And also, I don't want it's it to come way. out next year. I don't want it to come out. It's next kind year. of too soon, almost, right? It's it's weird. I, I, it's one. It's too soon, but also like I really kind of enjoy hype a uh-huh. bit more than I used to. I used to sort of not, I'm like, just give me the game now, but I'm like, I don't have time as it is to play a game. So I kind of like enjoyed the wait period where I just get to talk about it for a while. Because yep. once it comes out, then it's just the longest again period before I get to play it again. Whereas once you reveal it, let me enjoy the reveal. Let me enjoy that I know it's coming. I can wait. Just like, let me enjoy that hype. Especially because I've got Forbidden West is coming out. That's going to come out first. And I hope it's not the first half of next year I hope that to the end of next year and then God of War sort of middle of 2022 that's what I was hoping for but it almost looks like Horizon will come out in the first half of next year and then God of War at the end and I'm like this is too much like what yeah they also got Ratchet and Clank still soon. right so it, it could be that True. they'll use that and then Horizon for the fall or something but yeah hmm. yeah when when do we think God of War is fives coming out like and I guess what's it going to be called now they can't because they called God of War 4 just God of War <laughs> let's call it God of War 5 nice call it God of War 6 mix mix things up a little bit or call it God Confused of War 2 people. God of War 2 would be weird as well yeah <laughs> yeah like, people, what like you... people keep saying it's like people whenever you see an edit of it people are calling it God of War Part 2 and obviously they're not going to do that but people keep calling it that That's and so I think cool. it's really weird <laughs> so yeah. imagine if Sony called all of their games Part 2 actually imagine if Sony called all of their games Forbidden West I think it's going to be called God of War Forbidden West That's, what <laughs> That's I my hope, prediction actually. Now that you mention it, that's what my hope hope for it. But it's funny um, because even they still, uh, you know, apparently do not know what to call it yet because they didn't officially really give it a title yet, right? So they, ju- yeah, just Ragnarok is coming. So I don't know, God of War Ragnarok, I guess. But yeah, I wonder what they'll call it in the end. I mean, I'd be fine with the subtitle. That's you know, whatever. But yeah, they've got a. They're just called God of War PS Five. <laughs> <laughs> just got God of yeah. War again. Just got God of War again. Really yeah. confused people. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, but I mean, the reveal itself was. I mean, for me, I woke up to Twitter telling me what happened. Uh-huh. Like, I I didn't see the event live or anything like that. So I was like, wait, God of War, you know, tease. I'm like, oh, okay, that's not a surprise necessarily. You know, it was being made, and you sort of knew that it might be teased. What made me shit my pants, quite literally, was. Uh, not literally, but almost literally, um, <laughs> was the fact that it was 2021. I'm like, no! Bullshit! I'm not ready for that. I'm not emotionally ready for that. <laughs> 2021's out here to straight up just, like, redeem this year. 
It's like, uh, 2020 sucked? Well, here's Horizon Forbidden West and God of War, Tyler. Your two favourite things in the world. I'm like, oh my god. Here we go. Here we go. But no, I, I just, I can't see it. I can't see it happening. Surely not. I think they just literally used it as a way for people to make sure that they are getting PS5s now immediately. Oh. And then next year it's like, yeah, never mind. It's coming out to 2022. We were just, we were just yeah. kidding. It's also weird because they didn't show anything, right? They just showed a logo. That's literally it. Like, if you if yeah. the game was that close to being done, then surely you could have used something else. Because this, like, yeah, it's just an anticlimactic trailer this way. Like, just the logo using some of the soundtrack from the previous game. And, like, there was nothing new in that. And we all, let's be honest, we all knew that a God of War 2 was happening, of course. So it's not like nobody, you know, nobody knew that this game was coming. We all knew that it was eventually. Um no. So yeah, I just found it a strange announcement overall to go with that one and, and not really show anything and then also say 2021. I, I kind of don't believe anything about it, so yeah. But what's 2021? Well, like, could be, we'll reveal it in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gameplay drops 2021. Yeah. We're going to start making it in 2021, guys. Yeah. Yes. Worry. Yeah. They've, all they've done is the logo. All they've done on the game so far <laughs> They spent so long making that yeah. logo. They're so proud uh, of it. They needed to get it, get it shown. Yeah. What did we think of... Like, is there anything you guys feel like you can take away from the teaser, the line? So it was, um, uh, you must prepare yourself. Um, what was the second line? What, you yeah, must prepare yourself. That was, was the no, first no, what, line, that was, wasn't it? That was the, yeah, that was the... The um, second line? That was the second line. That was the line. second line. Yeah, what's the first line? I don't even know anymore, but it really, it really wasn't anything, anything, anything we didn't no, already know. Like could, I said, yeah, yeah. just but Ragnarok. I mean, like we know Ragnarok is coming, and he's, yeah. he's probably talking to. We knew that from the first game, like, so. Yeah, but I, but I'm more suspect of like, so he's um, obviously talking. It's Kratos talking to Atreus. I would imagine. Um, that. yeah. So he doesn't have what, any other friends. <laughs> oh, the the time draws near is the first line um, right you oh, must okay, prepare yourself. Yeah. do you think <laughs> uh do you think that uh they'll pull a naughty dog and uh kill kratos at the start and then you play as a trade for the whole game and uh, then i the don't think half, they will <laughs> no i don't think they will and if they that were gonna joke, do that guys, they're not, not gonna do it serious. now um no yeah yeah i i think do you think at the end of this whether it's a trilogy or however many they're going to do with this sort of Norse era, Kratos can't make it through, right? Like, it's going to lead us to an Atreus era? Or do you think, like, they'll just be like, that's the Norse era and Atreus will die at the end and then Kratos moves on to something else well, the, the for whole, another trilogy? Well, the whole first game kind of ends with this prophecy, right, of, like, what is going to happen later on. And I think that is one of the nice things about this game that, uh, you know, the creators have already basically admitted. Like, they wrote this game while simultaneously already thinking about where things would end up and stuff like that. So there's, like, some... T there's even some mysteries in the first game that still haven't been resolved that we know are going to have to be resolved eventually and i assume they already have the answers for that they just haven't told us what the answers are yet because for example there's the yeah. one part where uh atreus becomes sick right and then u.s kratos bring him to freya and like while he's on this elevator going up we can hear the horn being uh you know being used or whatever and we still don't know who did that um there are all kinds of crazy theories about like the world serpent could actually be Kratos from the future. Uh, it, it, it's completely like, you know, he has like the same eye collar and stuff like that. And like, uh, the, the, you know, the same, like his scalps are like, what is it? Like uh, white and red collared, just like Kratos. So it's like, there's so many 
theories and the game has basically been been written already the first one with the sequels in mind so that's the nice thing about it i doubt they'll go into any like crazy direction with it or completely do a 180 like the last of us did but um we saw at the end of the first game that like you know you had that prophecy there of what looked like Kratos who was dead basically and then we saw like a snake or something coming out of his mouth or something like that it was really weird but mm -hmm. um yeah i wonder what they're gonna do with it but i have i have faith do you in it, think so. do you think that because they've shown this prophecy of what looks like Kratos dying that the outcome will actually just not be that Oh, could Kratos absolutely be that. to cheat that, and like that'll be an epic moment where he doesn't die, but he's like, it's like, oh shit, Kratos. Yeah. Well, again, like he's died like in every God of War game. I mean, mm. except for this one, this newest one, he's died and then come back. Um, do you think it would be like? I feel like there's, there there could be a good way of killing him, but do you think it could potentially be underwhelming to kill him when it's like, well, he's died like so many times and always come back. Why not this time, sort of thing? Or do yeah. you think people would just be like? sort of get on with it i, don't I mean know. i don't know it, it just it depends how you execute it right if, if it may if it makes sense mm -hmm. in the end and i think people will be fine with it and stuff and like you know it, it, it's weird because that's already kind of the situation god of war was in right where the developers and people uh, you know fans didn't really know what to do with the franchise anymore before uh, sorry before this new god of war so you know like do we still continue with kratos and stuff like that what are we going to do with it well they did bring him back in the end but it seems like they indeed do want to kind of like get rid of him or like you know just go like that's the only because again they did such a great job at taking this new god of war into a new direction as well but what are you going to do after like two or three games you, you once again want to try and kind of reinvent it right and i guess the only way would be to continue with somebody else other than kratos for once so we'll see yeah i don't think you do it this second game right uh you need you, it's sort of going to build to that but yeah build you, to that, how much yeah. time do you think how much time do you think will pass because atreus won't be a small boy anymore surely you'd think he'd be maybe a teenager by this point a mm. few years like the ending fucking cutscene thing where it's like a few years later is that what it said yes yeah, it's a few years later but then um, obviously it doesn't yeah. skip and show you what atreus would look like because i don't no. know about that yet yeah so yeah a few years you know probably a bit older yeah, and we know we're stepping yeah, up yeah. in the in the sort of god tiers. We're now dealing with Thor. Mm -hmm. Big boy Thor. Yeah, the big boys there. So yeah, it's um, oh, there's a there's gonna be a lot, a, a lot to this, and and uh, I think it's gonna be a long wait time. I don't, I just don't see how it comes out next year. I just, no, I just me don't. Neither. Um, even mm. so, like even I was skeptical about Horizon Forbidden West coming out next year. I'm skeptical about that. I think that one will. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I I feel like at the earliest it comes out next year, like fall, like October, November at the earliest. There's no way it comes out like first half of the year. Surely. I would say mm, September. Yeah, probably just like not. a Spider-Man uh, kind of window. Mm. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. What do you think's the big end of the year game then? If it's not Horizon. I don't know, Sony actually, like, doesn't really always have a big end-of-the-year game necessarily, right? Uh, we saw true. in the past couple yeah, of true. years that they used that kind of, like, September window for, you know, games like Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, and Spider-Man on PS4, and... Uh, last year they had one with Death Stranding, but that's, well, officially not even an exclusive, I guess, anymore. Um, Is it not? What do you mean? Well, it went to the PC, so... Ah, right, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... So, so it's Horizon as well, so they've just released Horizon on PC. Oh, yeah, 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 no, true, true, true. Yeah, it's weird because, uh, you know, they might... Well, actually, they already basically hinted that even more games are coming to the PC, so... 
But mm. as far as their strategy, like, yeah, Sony actually, you know, I think they do a good job at that, realizing that, like, the fall was usually reserved for the, you know, the annual Call of Duties and Battlefields and FIFAs anyway, you know, that's, like, where most publishers like to release their games in November and stuff, so Sony kind of just, like, stays away from that and just goes with the early mm. periods of the year and then, like, uh, you know, maybe, again, like, in August or September for other titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's makes a good a lot point. Of sense. Why do you think they're doing Horizon on the PS4 as well? I, I have honestly, had, well, to make money, I guess. Like, you know, how many PS5s will be out in the wild by the time it comes out next year? Uh, I would imagine like 20 million, 25 million maybe at max. Well, probably more like 20. So there will be 110 plus million PS4 still out in the wild. There's a lot of money to be made there. A lot of people still sticking with the, you know, previous generation and... Yeah, that uh, that's, I guess, the only reason. But what people, you know, why that annoys certain people is that, you know, they might feel that it holds the PlayStation 5 version back, right? Um, mm. You know, that, like, the game will be designed with the PS4 in mind and therefore is going to have certain restrictions. And it's funny because they kind of painted themselves in that corner uh, before because, you know, the developers, Guerrilla, uh, themselves have admitted in the past that, like, oh, we wanted to have certain features, like, flying around in the first Horizon game, but we couldn't because the PS4 hardware limited us. So if they wanted to, according to them at least, if they wanted to have that feature in the sequel now, they still couldn't because they need, they need to make it work on the previous generation too. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to say, but I think the reason is simply like there's a lot of money to be made and that's why they're coming out on both generations. Yeah, true. But do you not feel like it could be a good drawing card after 12 months to the PlayStation 5? to have it exclusive or what yeah yes to have it exclusive uh i mean it would be it definitely would sell more systems but i imagine that sony simply feels that like the lead that they currently have and the content that they have in general is going to force people anyway to eventually get that ps5 i doubt that they think that mark they just i think that it's just that microsoft at the moment doesn't really pose a real threat for them uh, people are not going to jump ship from that PlayStation 4 to, to the new Xbox or something like that. It's also because of Microsoft's strategy, of course, because their games are also coming out across all generations. So there's no reason for people to go from the PS4 to, the, to Xbox this time around. At least, mm. you know, that's what I think Sony believes. Uh, and because of that, they also don't need to make this title exclusive to the PlayStation 5 to ensure that people stay on PlayStation. They will anyway. So, yeah, I think that's the reason. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. And I also think as well, like I said this uh, when I put my video together, was the when you jump from like the PS3 to the PS4, there was a much bigger jump in what they could do. And I think that, you know, there's still a lot of that here, but I think it's a lot more under the hood sort of stuff that can be done. Mm. And I think it's a bit more feasible to have that cross-gen period um, and still push next-gen because you've got things like ray tracing uh you know the reduced or no load times yeah. you've got you know more things being able to happen on screen improved textures lighting all of those things that are more subtle but add together to make an overall better experience um frame rates and resolution and stuff like that that's just easier to achieve um you know with the the new hardware and i think those things are like their main sort of um I guess the main points they want to hit with next gen whereas last time it was like look how many more polygons we have look how much more realistic these games look compared to previous gen whereas when you look at a game like uncharted 4 or the last of us part 2 still looks you're like how now. like how could this look better like how could you 
there's there's almost not that that like space to have that leap whereas those quality of life things like you know load times or like adding like additional things like ray tracing and um all of that stuff is like sort of where the where they go so i almost feel like when you play like horizon forbidden west on on ps4 it's going to look like horizon zero dawn and it looks gorgeous but when you play it on ps5 you're going to have all these additional things that's going to add to the experience and add to the way that the game looks and i think that I think that's almost sort of good enough because that's where they're going with this next generation. Because that's where the difference really lies. Make yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I think that means that you know, obviously, there's things like you said, like they said they wanted to have like certain like flying around and stuff in in Horizon, but couldn't do it. There's obviously stuff like that that's going to have those limitations. Um, but what was it? Into it have have that, you guys not? Have you guys not? I'm not sure you said it. Maybe Colin said it, but mentioned that it was originally when it started development was always supposed to be a PS4 game. Yeah, and, but it's, yeah, but yeah. I think then later they just said that like it's built from the ground up for the PS5. So I, I don't. Yeah, that's so bizarre. Yeah, it was weird as well because I'm pretty sure Sony said. I'm, I I swear Sony said at some point that they weren't releasing games for the PS4 anymore. They were like going forward. No. We're, we're all into the PS5. We believe in generations. Then, they said. Yeah. Yeah, and then whatever that means. Like, mm, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that means nothing. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, well, like, but like yeah, like you said, there's it's not. I mean, that massively going to be a job. It's those it's those little things, those little things that are that are a big deal and they're definitely noticeable. Um, but I mean, I'm replaying Horizon Zero Dawn for the first time since my first playthrough, and it's so fucking good looking. What a great mm-hmm. looking game, mm-hmm. and it still plays so well. I'm like, I forgot how good this was, and I thought it was going to be like since I hadn't played in, in, you know, three years, really, like, I mean, I played bits of it, the DLCs and all that sort of stuff, but, like, I uh, played through from the beginning of the game um, in over three years. I thought, uh, you know, it won't live up to what I remember it being, but it's just as good, if not better than I remember it. And, mm-hmm. you know, how much really can the PS5 jump that it's going to be so noticeable that I couldn't just play something on the PS4? So I, I guess I, I see it that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to be game-breaking, hopefully. Um, to play mm-hmm. like a Forbidden West for those PS4 players uh, in terms of the look of it but also the load times hopefully it's not like insane because I mean the load times are pretty long in in some of these games now so mm-hmm. um, that reduction and then of course you know Bethesda released Skyrim with instant load times um, so that'll be great <laughs> I played Skyrim that on my PS4. fridge already <laughs> oh, <laughs> you played amazing. that on your fridge yeah. Uh, yeah I'm yet I'm yet to play it on my Alexa so <laughs> oh day. I played it on Alexa it was good fucking fun Oh yeah. my god. It was fucking brilliant. The only time I ever want to play Skyrim again is on VR, I reckon. I reckon that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be one to do. If I ever got VR, I'd definitely be playing Skyrim uh, to test it out. Yeah. Sure. I had, like, uh, one of the guys from work, he's, like, in his 40s, and he has VR, um, and I'm like, what are you playing there? He's like, I don't know, I just fucking... He's, he's sort of whatever about like he plays some games he doesn't really care he I got it for his son and he's like oh I don't know man like um I, I got like fucking Skyrim or whatever the fuck I'm like oh yeah like pretty amazing game and he goes I don't know I just fucking walked in I was in a fucking cart and then a dragon came and then like a guy was leading me somewhere and I'm like I'm not fucking following you and then he just stabbed him and then he's like and then I just stole some shit and then a, a guy like you know, they arrested me and I was like, I'm not fucking going to jail. And then I turned off and never played again. I'm like, what an awful story. Like, what a terrible <laughs> <laughs> fucking story he was told me. I'm like, this is one of the best games of all time. And you're playing on VR and you're just like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. That's great. 
Oh my god. I just said that's but I mean, have you guys played VR? I've never even played VR before to know like that experience. I got the PlayStation VR, yeah. Is it good? Like, is it that immersive when you're playing it? You're like, holy shit, it's, that's a difference. No, it's seriously a really cool experience. I just have one problem, and that is that I am I so easily get motion sick. Uh, oh, even in, even in real life, like I get sick in the car. Uh, I get I get sick playing. I kid you not. I get sick playing 60 frames a second games. Uh, <laughs> if I play them for too long oh, and if the motion is too fast in it and stuff, I get sick after a while. And now oh, imagine my. what that would be like in VR. It's even worse. It's like 20 minutes of playing and I am like, you know, my whole day is ruined, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> the day's over. I may as well call it quits. Yeah, and it sucks oh, because, my. again, that's what I have to mentally prepare myself for every time. Like, okay, if I want to have this cool experience, I'm just going to have to accept the fact that I'll be feeling sick the whole rest of the day. So usually do it in you know if if i do it well i haven't even played vr in a long time i just have it like in my closet right now uh collecting dust mostly yeah for that simple reason that i just don't want to you know it's like it's too much for me but the experience itself is super cool and it's unlike anything else like it is seriously it is not overhyped or something in my opinion i mean the problem is that you only have a certain type of games a certain type of game that like fits really well with it right like you can't you can't do your usual first person shooters or the type of games that you you know love playing normally they mostly won't work on vr you need to have dedicated experiences made for vr um mostly where you'll be like either like sitting still in a single place or something like that and you know that's that's the only type of game that works really well with it but and it, it sounds dumb because, again, like, it's the games especially that use the motion controllers and things like that that are just so awesome to play. And even though that, yeah, like, on, on a Wii or something, you know, that, that, that got tired very quickly, um, here it doesn't. It's, it's like, like I said, the experience is something else entirely. You really feel like you're in the moment there or in that space. If, if characters come up too close to you, you genuinely get scared just because of it, you know? It's like... <laughs> It's a mm -hmm. surreal experience that you just have to try out to get it. It's hard to put it into words and stuff like that and to sell the idea to people without them actually experiencing it. So, Yeah, yeah that's... Cool. I've, I've, I've wanted to... to get one eventually. Yeah. I've wanted to do it. I just, for whatever reason, haven't yet. And the only game I've seen that would be really cool and I'm like, oh, Skyrim... Like, Skyrim would be so... It would be such a new, like, lease on life to that game. And I, it's one of my favorite games. And, you know... There's nothing really to do in it anymore. Like I've gotten everything out of it that I wanted, but I imagine VR would add some whole new level to it. That's like, holy shit! No, I'm fucking in Skyrim. This yeah. is mm -hmm. a, a whole new way to play and a whole new like way to experience it. There's just yeah, I guess there's not enough dedicated games to it that are yeah, of that's that true. quality. What well, the, they just like have you got the... Iron Man VR? That's like what the fuck? Like yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know I don't know if that one works really I haven't really looked into that one but like uh, the the Half-Life game that they just released yeah sadly that one didn't come to PlayStation VR I imagine it will eventually or something but it's only on the, on PC on one of these I don't know actually I think you can play with all the PC VR headsets but the, the Half-Life game is meant to be really good and then like I mainly played all the launch games that were there at PlayStation VR but you've got some really cool shit there like that was the Batman game that was really cool and then uh, Until Dawn, I don't know if you saw that one. It's like a it's like an Until Dawn oh, spin-off where you're in a roller coaster. So you're like sitting in a roller coaster shooting at, at things which That'll are motion controllers. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it does. But <laughs> but seriously, like you feel like you're sitting in a roller coaster and if you're going down the hill, it, it 
well for me it makes me extra sick but even people who wouldn't get sick they would <laughs> like seriously you feel it in your stomach going down a hill and stuff like that and then having all these jump scares dude it's it's insane like i wouldn't be surprised if people have genuinely died of heart attacks playing in vr but i, I, <laughs> I don't know uh, surely, oh, surely yeah. must have been. Don't let your dad use VR. That's what Robin's saying. Don't yeah. let your dad use it. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> Especially with those horror games. Imagine, like, imagine there'd be like that thirteen-year-old kid that's gonna give like his older sister, like, oh, just check this like VR game. It's really cool. It's like puppies and shit. Yeah. And then it's like Resident Evil. And there's like fucking monsters coming out. And she's like, oh my god, she fucking dies. Oh man. Um, I imagine that's gonna happen. It'd be a good prank. Now, now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but horror games would be the move. Like, surely there's like shitloads horror. I've I've looked not not at all into the eye. I have no idea, but I imagine like horror games would be so intense. Yeah, they would be. Resident Evil Seven is there too, fully playable and stuff. Yeah, I haven't even. I mean, I wouldn't even bother trying it because I already get scared the shit out of me playing the game generally. But (laughs) in VR, I can't imagine (laughs) what it must be like. I feel like James, you get sometimes Mm -hmm. scared. Of certain games you play, I get like if you play this, sometimes scared. <laughs> well, what I'm saying, I'm trying to politely <laughs> I mean, say you get scared. Um, like yeah. if you were playing one of these like jumpy horror games, I mm-hmm. would pay a lot of money to see you in VR playing some ridiculous horror game. Oh man, street. it would ruin me. I fucking I can't play horror. They, I, I really can't do it. It's the like there was a fucking game I got a code for recently. I say recently, it was like a few months ago, but I played it on stream. Um, and i just couldn't progress like everyone was like stop being a fucking pussy and i'm like i know like i know i need to walk out this door and continue with the game but i can't bring myself to do it because i'm so fucking scared um (laughs) and it's just i guess that's good i guess it's what they were trying to do but like yeah i just i don't know i can't do it but also there's like like this like trope that horror games do and the only game i've played that like nails it is resident evil 2 um and it's you'll go into like a space and it'll be like right do a puzzle and then for to do that puzzle you gotta do another puzzle and to do that puzzle you gotta do another puzzle and you end up going across this whole space and you gotta memorize the layout and go back and forth and back and forth solving these different puzzles and there's a lot of get like outlast does it and it's so boring and I, I just don't like that game i know a lot of people do but i fucking can't stand it whereas when you play resident evil 2 like i was so engaged the whole fucking time the level design the pacing the way they put in the scares like it was such a fucking good experience. Resident Evil 2 is easily probably the best horror game I've ever played. And it's not like pure horror, but like it is, I mean, I'd say, I'd say it's a horror game. Um, and it's, yeah, incredible. But obviously that one wouldn't work in VR because it's third person. But, uh, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this tangent. But yeah, I get scared sometimes. You're right, I do. But what I'm saying is I want to see you play a horror VR game. That's what I'm saying, yeah. James. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like it'd be funny. I feel One like you're the... Maybe. I feel like also, like, something I want to do with you would be, like, give you... Uh, or film you going into one of those, like, horror houses. Like, that would be... That would make my fucking life. Like, yeah, I would just see, have so much fun. I would fun. just freeze and stand No, but, but, but here's the thing. We're going to do it one day, and I've decided... But we're not. We're going to go do... We're well, not actually going to do that. One it's day, not I'm gonna, possible. I'm, we, uh, yeah, it is. So <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, about oh, dude, that. let's let's go. We'll go to the bit of stones. Like, we'll do another vlog part two, and George will be in <laughs> on it, and we'll take you to uh, like we'll go to a haunted house, and we're all gonna go through a haunted house, and we're gonna film it. The dude, think of the content. It's about the content, man. Yeah, it might be about the content, but once I have a fucking heart attack, it'll be about dude, the medical. Dude, I would literally, I <laughs> so, would literally be 
howling laughing i'd be walking through this horror house with a camera on you you would be like literally uncontrollably shaking and i would be just howling laughing i would find it it would just bring me so much joy that's what i'm saying i I honestly think in that experience in that situation i don't think you would get the reaction you'd want i i i think that i'm more scared of horror games than i would be in that actual situation i think i would just take it really well because i knew i was being filmed so i'd be like no i'm fucking tough i'm fucking scared I don't think you get a man. reaction. Unless I you want disagree. to put it on, I can put it on if you want. Yeah, well, definitely. I really put it on freak for sure. out. All right, fine. I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, but also, I feel like you would like. <clears throat> it was like when we went to the Bitter Stones. And mm-hmm. we went, like, climbed up some stairs, and you're like, ah, I gotta go down. I'm like, why? And you're like, I don't like heights. And you were like, yeah, genuinely. Yeah, it fucking freaked me out. Like, I couldn't go up the stairs. I'm like, I physically can't do it. Like, I'm gonna fall over. Like, you're not gonna fall. What are you. No, like, no, no, but like, 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 mentally, I'm like, because I'm so, like, heights fucked me up going up like stairs that are high i know they're high and so my head just is just like no i'm too dizzy like i can't do it um and so i had to go back down because i'm like i'll just fucking fall over my own feet i don't think we've ever talked about this on the show before but there's a fear that you and george have that bothers me and i'm trying to remember what it was um and there was the most it's the most obscure fear oh like i've um, ever heard like uh, like uh big bodies of water like (laughs) Like with like something like a whale or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we described it to you, yeah, yeah, like a yeah, big. So you're, so you're stranded oh, out in the a... sea, and like yeah. there's a big, there's a thunderstorm, and then like like a whale, like you sit like like next to you, like, like a whale, and like it touches your foot, and you're like, oh fuck, it's a whale. <laughs> or like you see like a like I don't know like an island oh. in the distance, and it's like all shrouded in like smoke, and you're like, ah, it's fucking creepy. I don't like this it. is this is what I'm dealing with, Robin. <clears throat> like I go over to the UK last year and i'm with um james and his uh-huh. brother and they're t- describing to me like they're afraid of fucking spiders they're afraid of fucking <laughs> everything and then um like the first night i was there i'll never forget like of all the times like them telling me about spiders and how scary spiders are and shit i'm like holy fuck you have no idea like come to australia for 30 seconds you'll be fucked yep and then the first night i get there i'm like you couldn't have written better like as soon as i go to bed i knock on my door it's <laughs> Elva, James' girlfriend, going, Tyler, but there's a spider in our room. He's coming to kill it. Oh <laughs> like, God. it's this tiny fucking little spider. <laughs> it wasn't, like, okay, it wasn't tiny. It was a pretty thick guy. It was, like, the, it was, okay, it's the smallest spider I've ever felt, like, seen someone scared of. I'll say okay. that. Okay, okay. Um, and then I just, like, tapped the wall and it died. Um, and to be but, fair, you hit the wall pretty fucking hard. I'm surprised you didn't <laughs> dent it. And then it fell to the ground and then you smacked it again. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It just smacked the little boy. Um, yeah, but hey, look, I'm better. Like, I'm better with spiders now. To be fair, you do. You, you, yeah, I've had to be. You know, you've had to living... be. You're the man of the house now. You've got your own house. I have um, to do it. Yeah. There's no other way about it. So, I'm proud you know. of you. Um, but like every other day, Elva on her Instagram will post a story of a spider and how she's like literally shaking. <laughs> I'm literally shaking. <laughs> like, oh my god, that was mental though. There was a the one that was like outside and like she wouldn't, she couldn't open the door because she was so scared that it was gonna like, I don't know, go on or something. So I came out and I, I saw her and I was like, that, that's not that big. And so I was like, I'm gonna get it. And then it, 
like it was actually kind of massive it's like one of the biggest spiders i've ever seen like it fucking opened out its fucking legs and it oh it, it was horrible it's not massive it was though, was striped it? it was horrible it was it's disgusting not massive though, was it? let's but be I honest with ourselves killed it so we're right but but then i'm, I'm like what are you guys afraid of everything and then i'm like what's the most weird fear and you guys started talking about bodies of water and whales i'm like how is this a fear you have but how it was like as well were, like when have you ever been in a situation where you know you'd be afraid of that you're like i know all i know is that if i was in a body of water and saw a shrouded <clears throat> smoky island and a whale i'm gonna shit myself like, it's also like if what like, are you imagine you're like about? in the middle of the water and like there's nothing around you and then yeah. like you feel like an old shipwreck or something like touch your foot or something and you see <laughs> it below you what, what do you <laughs> what do you mean because <laughs> so never in the world freaking like, me out yeah yeah dude it's so specific like i was blown away by this phobia i was like this can't be real that you can't it's come weird up that we both have it like, it's so bizarre. What's it called? Because like, that's so specific. Because, it. like, I mean, I love the water and the ocean, and and I love the open oh, ocean, I hate and the I, sea. I've you I know gone diving it. and stuff. And in shipwrecks, like I, I, I grew up by the beach. Like I live in a fucking Australia for God's sakes on the mm. on the east coast. Like uh, in Queensland for God's sake, the Sunshine State. And you know, on my holidays, we stayed. You know, we'd go to the the island, the Morton Bay, the different islands of Morton Bay. And one of them's Morton Island, and there's a whole shipwrecks there. I used to dive in the shipwrecks, and there's sh- there's small like wobbygong sharks and th- thousands, tens of thousands of fish and squid and all these different things. And it's gorgeous down there. It's gorgeous down there. So like you explain this fear to me, I'm like I don't get it. Especially like sharks, I get. If you were like you're in a body with a shark, there, I'm like fair enough. But you're like yeah, but that's but just a regular fear, like, like a phobia. Phobias don't make sense, like by their nature, they're irrational fears. So. Like, yeah, if no, you were but, scared but, like, of a shark a phobia, getting you, a phobia it makes a, sense. No, but you can have, like, an irrational fear of the shark. Like, like beyond... I th- I have, like, a phobia, I feel like, or a, or a very, very, very strong fear of snakes. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I can't like, even look at them. they freak you out just I to can't look even, at, like, a picture of them? I can't even look at them. I, d- I don't like looking at pictures of them. Yeah, that's a phobia. Because you're scared of, like, what they look like rather than what they can do to you. Like, you're just scared of, like... I am I am scared of what they can do to you. Especially because... Well, yeah, but it's yeah, also, I like, know, a but... legit, real fear. Like, I love going hiking. I love going hiking. I do it all the time. And, like, last weekend, I stepped on a fucking snake. That scared the shit out of me. Jesus. And then we're walking, and not ten minutes later, there's a fucking brown snake. One of the most deadly snakes in the world. Right, like, ten centimetres from my friend's foot. And I'm like, dude, fucking leg it. And it's just fucking slip. Oh, like, that shit scares me. I can't look, like, seeing those things. But it's also, like, a, I guess it's a fear in the sense of, it's not irrational because it's a legit fear of a deadly animal that I can see and regularly see. Yeah. But if you're scared of, like, just looking at them, like, if it freaks you out to look at it. That's it freaks funny, me out yeah. to look at it. I don't like looking at it either. Like, it freaks yeah. me out. Like, spiders, zero issues with spiders. Zero see, they issues. just, oh, God, they freak me out so much. It, like, I just... Oh, I don't yeah. want them in my house, but like in Australia, like you might have a, a like a deadly spider. But usually the deadly spiders are quite small, other than like funnel webs. They're beastly. Not that I've ever even seen a funnel web in person, to be fair. But you got like huntsmen that so would be the size of like my hand, like with their. Um, oh god, I can't. I can't. My, um, I can't do it. I've got my That's hand up on the camera, good. so like it would be the size with its legs out. It would be the you know, if not that some of them disgusting. could be bigger than that, like the size of the hand. So. Um, but that's just what it is. Like, you grow up with that, so it's normal. Uh, Robin, do you have any phobias or fears? No, 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 no. I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm not terribly great with spiders either, I guess. But it's nothing too bad. But other than that, not that I know, really. Oh, shit. And you, I guess fearless. you wouldn't have many, you wouldn't have many sp- spiders 
or big ass spiders where you live. No, either, right? no, just the usual small ones in the house, and that's basically it. No, actually, oddly enough, like back in the days when I was a kid, I always wanted to be like a pilot or something, right? So I loved heights, but I I do find that these days. Actually, like, you know, I get more and more scared of heights, and I don't understand where that comes from, but, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that's basically Interesting. it. What is it? I try to understand a fear of heights, I guess. Like, what is it about the heights? Is it scary when you're at, on those heights? Or yeah, is it like I, I guess end? it's just the fear of, like, falling to your death. That's basically it, right? Yeah. Like, standing on these huge uh, these huge buildings or something, or, like, even though you know that you're safe or relatively safe, you know? Like, I, I would go to, like, uh, Lithuania or something to visit my ex-girlfriend uh, back in the days, and, like, we'd go on these, uh, these crazy sort of watchtowers and stuff like that, but they're built, I mean... Well, if you know anything about like Eastern Europe and, and and Russia and Lithuania and all these countries, like the the the, the buildings aren't exactly built the most stable. Uh, <laughs> at least they don't appear all that stable always. <laughs> so like those those watchtowers and things like that, yeah, I never really felt quite safe on them, but it was quite high, so I just never felt too comfortable on those. But yeah, hmm. right, yeah. This I found the name of this phobia for underwater big things. It's but underwater big things. It. That's the fear. It's, is that what it's called? It's called. It's, under- called, it's called. This is a stupid. This is okay. Hang on. It's called megalohydrothalassophobia. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, the pictures on this Reddit are awful, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this little man next to like the turbine of like a huge ship that's underwater. That is freaking me out. Uh, I remember what this is. So, Robin, this is how they explained it to me. I now remember how they explained it to me. All right. The, he, he, oh, we're at dinner, and and George and James are talking about how scary it would be to be underwater, and there's a big thing there. I'm like, wait, hang on, can you just go <laughs> for a second? What do you mean by a big thing? And then it's like, thing, well, it's if you imagine you're just like in this huge body of water and you're underwater and there's a big whale that shows up. It's like, when in your life will you ever be there to worry about that? Like, That's why, why the- it's irrational, man. We don't, it's never going to happen. Wait, but so you actually think about that like regularly that's or what? That's why I think it's, that's not regularly. Why do you even but think about it? How, how did it become? A how often? I don't know. Only if it's like brought up. Like I don't think of it. Like I could probably go like months not thinking about it. But like if George were to bring it up, I'd be like, ah, it's yeah, I don't like it. All right. But like I don't know. I don't know where it came from or why we both have it or like the same scenarios. It's weird. I don't know. I guess we must have discussed it when we were kids. Yeah. And just like talked about things that would be like, I don't know. That is weird. I I really don't know where it came from. But it's yeah, it really freaks me out. That's hands down weird. the strangest legitimate fear I've ever oh, talked about in a conversation. Let me, let me give you this one. This one's a bit weirder, I think. Um, maybe not, because maybe there's genuine danger involved and it's like something you would deal with. But Ben, um, Moderox Ben, uh, has a fear, like a phobia of crossing the road. <laughs> wait, 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 hang on a second. You better never go outside what are you- then. What do you mean? <laughs> this is a thing he told us. He has a phobia I've of crossing the road. I've crossed the road with him before, so I don't know. He's yeah. not that afraid of it. No, but he's, he's told us this the thing. He has a phobia of crossing the road. A phobia of crossing yeah. the road. Yeah. Like, I guess he thinks like maybe a car's going to come out of nowhere and get him. I don't know. <laughs> you have to talk to him about it. That's, That's what he so said, though. bizarre. Oh, man. And I've crossed the road with him before. I've crossed the road with him, too, I think. Definitely. Sure we have. Yeah. Definitely. On a night out in Northampton. He's wow. crossing the road. He was That's really so terrified. Bizarre. You never knew. Wow. Imagine, like, he's just sweating. 
Like, yeah. he's like, oh, boys, make sure we use the go to the traffic lights. Like, what? Why are there no cars? <laughs> make sure we go and also, to the there's traffic, no lights. traffic lights anywhere. He's like, yeah, there's one like 2Ks up the road. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a weird one. That's a weird <clears> one. I can't, um, yeah. My, uh, snakes, uh, that's the only thing I'm like freaked out by. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I'm freaked out by. But like, I grew up around them all the time. But then, I, then again, I feel like I'm not as scared of spiders because I grew up around spiders. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. I grew up around snakes as well. They'd be in like my backyard or in that. There was a baby brown snake once in my house. Like that. That was the scariest one. Like I remember turning around from my couch and there's a baby brown snake. And and the thing about snakes is, it doesn't matter whether they're a baby or full grown, they're just as poisonous. So a baby brown snake will kill you. In fact, they'll probably inject more venom in you than they need to because they don't know how to like properly. Um, how much they need to use because once they use their venom up it takes a while for it to like um, sort of re- refuel itself in a sense and like brown snakes and, and or full grown snakes tend to know how much they need to like kill their prey but also have enough still to in reserve um, whereas a baby will just fucking throw it all in you so you, you, if anything it can it can kill you faster so um, and that was like I was like I'm I'm I think it was at my parents' house, and I was like, "I'm leave. I can't wait to leave. I can't can't wait to leave." And I was just like, so all, right, "All right, mum, dad, I'm going home. Fuck this." God, snakes I'm are out. the weirdest like evolved creatures. Like they're so deadly and like so like good at what they do, fucking like murdering people. But they're just like uh, this like fucking slither. Like they look like a fucking belt. They're just like slithering along the ground. Like what? I, how does that happen? How do you like evolve to have like no legs they, they, and just be they that look good like, at shit? They look like a stick. Like they yeah. look like a stick, and that's why I stepped like, look like a stick. on last week. I stepped on one. I was walking because there's sticks on the ground. And then how did it I not stepped, bite you? Um, did you it step on its pre- head? It, it was sun, but we were walking. And it was sun baking, and right. then we were just walking. Um, so it kind of probably heard us coming, and when we're hiking, we'll like do um quite heavy steps depending on what sort of area you're in. Uh, and especially once we hit this area that was a bit more sunny, you sort of know this time of year uh, is when snakes sort of coming out of hibernation. Uh, mm. So you'll you'll step real heavy because you want them to know you're coming, so they sort oh. of move. The, that's you know your heavy steps, so the snakes sort of know you're coming because they feel the vibrations. That's, that's sort of how they hear is those like ground vibrations. Um, so for whatever reason, this little thing was sunbaking and sort of because he, he was quite a small like this. The one I stepped on was a, like a babyish one. Um, whereas the later one we saw was full grown. So it knew we were coming. It was like, I know what's happening. I'm getting out of here. Whereas the baby one was probably just somebody can go and like, Oh, I feel some vibrations, whatever. And then I stepped on it and it sort of just freaked out too. It was sort of like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I literally like, cause I looked down cause I sort of saw something in my peripherals move. I looked down at my feet and this snake sort of just, cause I stepped on the, it's sort of ta- back tail part. And mm-hmm. it sort of like head just, just sort of jumped up like freaked out. It was just scared shitless too. And then I like literally like like a cartoon jumped up in the air with somehow running in the air and then just fucking sprinted. <laughs> my phone falls, flies out of my pocket. And my mate David's just like laughing at me like, bro, that thing was... He's like, I'm like, what was it fucking... What happened? And he, and he goes, it just ran off because it was more scared. Well, he goes... Usually it would be more scared of the person, but then it's you, so you were way more fucking scared. <laughs> oh, I was so terrified. It was this little fucking baby snake. And it was like, and it was camo green. It was like a green tree snake. Probably not even poisonous. But that fucking brown snake. Fuck, man. Like, it was more scary seeing a brown snake than stepping on a green tree snake. Like, that by far. 
Like I was like, I and we were ha- right half. This is a five hour hike, so we're like halfway into it, and uh, knowing that ah, oh, we're halfway now, so we have to go all the way back anyway. Like, there's no like ah, oh, fuck this. I'm I'm not doing this. I need to go. I can't fuck it. I'm not dealing with fucking snakes. It's like I still have to go back. I ha- the only way to the car is to go back. But but yeah. but so, so Tyler, hearing all of this, I imagine Bug Snacks must be your most anticipated game, right? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say fucking no. <laughs> it's definitely my most anticipated game. I can't wait. Oh god. I thought yeah. I recognized your voice in it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh I'm uh no. No. I'm all set. I'm all fucking set. I'm all fucking set. No, I can't right. dude. I legit can't do snakes. Hey? I can't do them. Yeah. I like I'll yeah I'll just leg it I want to be as far away from those things as possible as much as I, I love going out and hiking I love the wilderness I love um, climbing mountains and shit like I love that but snakes ruin it snakes ruin it but you, but you gotta face it like and that's what I said like it's, I was saying this to David I was like dude I'm scared shitless but I'm not letting it not yeah. make me not hike and not go out like I'm not letting that happen I've still imagine you never it. left your house because you were so scared of like maybe seeing a snake well it's, you have so many fears I freak out that that's why you will never leave your house I'm like you, you, don't worry one day you'll be scared of crossing the road too and then it'll be just a <laughs> fucking nightmare don't worry this is why I live in the middle of my country so I never come into contact with a large body of water um <laughs> So I'm safe. I'm safe all the way remember, in here. I remember your uh, your your mum going, James. You need to take Tyler to to the beach. You need to take him to the coast. And you're like, Nah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and we never Mostly because the English fucking coast is the worst place, and you never oh, want to yeah. go there. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, um, all I'm thinking about is like, yeah, I bet the beaches here are awesome compared to what I'm used to. <laughs> yeah, the English beaches, you'd love them. You'd be like, wow, I never want to go home, ever. Yeah, yeah, I'm all set. I got all the beaches I need right here it's in all, England and not It's all pebbles and stones, grass and uh, like cans of beer that have been crushed up and thrown on the ground. So, oh, I love that. I love that. And cold weather. Like, I love yeah, that. Yeah, cold weather. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you touch the sea, you just freeze. Um, yeah. It's incredible, really. Um, I love it. Unmissable experiences. Um, that's, that's brilliant. Anyway, this has been the strangest tangent, but I loved it. <laughs> How do we get um, there, even? Uh, uh, we'll talk about VR and then... Yeah. Oh, right, 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 yeah, right, The haunted right. houses and, and just honestly, like, I just like... But honestly, the thing about James is he has so many fears, but I actually love that he has so many fears because it, it's funny for me. <laughs> I can imagine. So, like, it just gives me so many ideas in my head of, like, pranks I can pull on him. Uh... Like, I used to threaten... B- before I went, the last time I went over, I was talking about bringing, like, a big uh, spider, toy spider, <laughs> and just hiding it everywhere, and just being <laughs> around the corner with me. the camera. It really would have We wouldn't have been friends me. anymore. We wouldn't have been friends anymore. <laughs> I would have left the podcast. Yeah, That'd be, yeah. be my breaking point. Yeah. No, I'm going to do... No way. Uh, yeah. Yeah, when, I, when I'm over in the UK next, I'm going to fuck with you pretty bad, and I want to go into, like, some sort of haunted house. Well, that's it. I'm gonna have to do, pull some snake shit, and you're gonna be thinking you're hallucinating. You're like, "What the fuck? There's not snakes here." But yes, and see that. I'm gonna get a real thing, like, one. I think that's yeah, but w- the only real one you're gonna get over there would be like a python, and they're not gonna freak me out because they're not venomous. The venomous snakes scare me. I'm gonna find a brown snake. I'm gonna find Dude, one. If, I'm gonna let it loose. <laughs> wherever you, wherever. If you let staying. loose a brown snake, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> 
Oh, you're gonna. Well, he won't have a chance because you'll be dead. So <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> then who will be laughing? You'll get your hands on a venomous brown snake. I bet you won't be scared of that at all. <laughs> no, I'll be wearing gloves and everything. I'll be alright. I'll hold it by its neck and its tail. That's what you're meant to do, right? If and I you... saw you hold a snake, I would be so impressed. I'll get one of those fork things they use, where you put it around its neck and you like, you know, it's going all bloody mental. But you're like, no, don't worry. I got a fork around your neck, so yeah. you're okay. And then yeah. you let it loose, like, you know, in my room. And yeah. I just like, yeah. I put it through yeah. the hole that I drill in the door. Yeah, dude. As long as you film it, I'm okay with you doing that. Yeah. 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 At the end of the day. So it can be released on YouTube and money be made. That's ultimately what it's about. You can do anything to me as long as you film it. It's all really. about the views. <laughs> it's all about the views. Like, I really don't care what you do. Um, whatever prank you want to pull, do it as long as you film it and then release it and monetize it. That's all that matters. It's about the views. It's about the money. Because uh, ultimately, I don't care about this or you. You're a product to me and it's all yeah, about, it. like... Yeah. It's about the YouTube grind. <laughs> it's about the YouTube grind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, humans aren't... Yeah, there's there's only monetary value to humans. I don't actually see them as people, so... Um. <laughs> this fucking human trafficking shit, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to games. One of the games was at this Gaming. PlayStation event. It was Hogwarts Legacy, this it Harry was. Potter game. Um, James, Potter. I know you're, you're hyped as shit about that. Are you a Harry um, Potter fan, Robin? I... Uh, Sadly, I, I was for quite a while, quite heavily. Yeah, no, I, I read like all the books several times when I was, a kid, you know, when I was like what ten years old or something, twelve years yeah. old, and uh, watched all the movies, played the games. Yeah, no, I had like a, a whole like five to ten year long Harry Potter phase that I was in. Um, so I still know like a lot, obviously, but uh, yeah, kind of like you know, obviously the last. Well, I guess you have those. What what are they called? Those auto movies now, the new ones, the. Fantastic Beasts. Right, 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 right. I've never seen those, but like, because I've been kind of <laughs> out of it, good. but I guess that's still going on, yeah. Yeah, I heard that actually, that I'm not meant to be that yeah. great, but uh, I've been kind of out of it, like I said. So, but but actually this game, I mean, dude, Harry Potter still has a universe that lends itself really well for a good game though. And so I think this definitely has potential and I'm actually kind of looking forward to dive back in, I guess. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, what about you, James? You're obviously pretty oh, fucking fuck. hyped. So fucking hyped. So. <laughs> I love Harry Potter so much, and I. This is a game like it's. It's a game that I've wanted for so long. Like I said, it's in my video. Like years ago, like people would ask me like, if there was one like franchise you get turned into like a, a good, like a full on like big game, like what would you want? Like talking like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, stuff like that. And I'm like Harry Potter is a universe that should have had a game like this by now. Yeah. Like when you look at some of the old games, like Order of the Phoenix and Half Blood Prince are the ones that stand out to me the most. Is like sort of a fully realized realized world like where you can explore the whole of hogwarts and it's depicted just like it looks in the movie and like that was so cool to me um and so i was always like this it, it feels like they should have had a big budget triple a harry potter game by now but they hadn't done it and it was something i always wanted to see so finally seeing this properly announced and like seeing what it looks like and everything i'm just ah i'm so ready for this and it's such a good time period as well like like detaching it from the you know the original story of harry potter and being like yeah we're set in the 1800s like that's such a cool setting as well for like like wizards and magic and shit um so yeah i'm i'm so fucking ready for this it's gonna be great yeah i mean as you know james i'm not a big harry potter fan at all um yeah but you hate everything so i do hate everything except for god of war except for god of war and horizon yeah Yeah, those are the two things that you like um whereas i hate everything that's true um, yeah. No, like I read all the I read all the books as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like the first book, my mum read the first book to me. I was like four years old, um, mm-hmm. five years old. Like it was like 
99, 2000 when they were like first out um, before the movies or anything. And uh, I remember seeing the first one of cinemas and stuff. Like I used to love it when I was little. Um, but I think the older I got in the later movies, I just wasn't into it. Like I, I saw all the movies and stuff and I was just sort of like, yeah, whatever. It's not really... I didn't enjoy those later movies, I guess, whereas the early movies I really liked, and especially, like, Chamber of Secrets. The first three were my favourite books and movies. Mm. And the PlayStation 2 Chamber of Secrets game, I loved. So I'm trying to think, when I look at this game, I'm trying to think back to um, the PS2 Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets game and be like, if it's anything like that in a modernised version, I'm excited. Like, the idea of playing it was, it would be fun. Um, And it's its own story... I'll give the game a shot. I'll give the game a shot for sure. But I'm not sure what's going on with... what. Like, what the fuck's going on with this JK Rowling controversy <laughs> shit? Why is everyone upset about this? I'm not, I've literally totally missed this. That's a huge fucking can of worms. But that whole thing um, is kind of overblown, like, though. Like, you, you see some people... I mean, I saw, like, some people, especially in the industry, like, games journalists mention that. Like, you got Jason Schreier. I don't know if you know him, but, like... He was. Yeah, we know him. Well, we know him. Oh, yeah, he was so he smugly tweeting a couple of weeks ago, like, "Oh, seems like a really bad time to announce a Harry Potter game." And then, like, all the people in the comments, like, "Yeah, they're gonna get so much shit, this and that." But then you look at the trailer, and it's like a hundred thousand likes, two thousand dislikes. Nobody gives a shit at the end of the day. They just want a good Harry Potter yeah. game, you know? Yeah, because who the fuck cares about what J.K. Rowling says? Yeah, like at the end of the day, who is she really involved cares? in the game at all? She's not. No, it's I mean, then she'll why, get then, royalties, then, but of yeah, course she'll get money. Like, yeah yeah but then again like it's it would be weird to like if you don't like jk rowling the person um why you'd be like the harry fuck a harry potter game like it's like if if something came out about like jrr tolkien and then you didn't like uh, the lord of the rings amazon show they do so well tolkien's been dead since the 70s so i don't know why you're upset with the amazon show they're doing i guess like, jk rowling's just... not dead so <laughs> so, so this so that like yeah, this know. Harry Potter game that has nothing to do with her and she's not involved in making. They just they don't have... want to give her money. I don't that's, even like what. What, he, what is even? What did she do? Like I'm some still trying to figure that out. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a weird one. I like to a certain extent I get it, but to another extent I'm like I don't get it. I, it's a weird one. Like she's bit, but it's not just like you know one side of politics though. It's been both sides when you think about it. Like she's just an insane person, sort of. <laughs> yeah, like, she is a at this point. Person. She's like she's upset. Like you know, majority. Like obviously this is generalizing. Like I'm trying not to get into politics because I don't want to yeah. go down that fucking route again. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. the like. We won't. She upset, like, a majority, like, you know, left-leaning people this time. Um, right. But prior to that, she'd upset a lot of people on the other side of the yeah. spectrum before, um, when there was that whole thing, because um, she went, like, fucking crazy down that route, um, talking about, like, uh, how to deal with refugees, um, and, like, saying, like, oh, we should, you know, we should be be housing the refugees, but then she's not, and she's got, like, 15 <laughs> mansions or whatever. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I like okay, that. you That's fucking a... hypocrite. Yeah, uh, and then you've got like um, the whole thing with PewDiePie, where she was saying that he was a Nazi. Oh my um, god, she really went in on that, and that was wild. Oh, I remember um, that. Yeah, I do remember. And that. now she's uh, people are mad at her for being transphobic or whatever. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure exactly what she said, but uh, people aren't too happy with her about that. So right, so is that what that then people are then mad at the Harry Potter game for that because of yeah. Okay. Yeah. They just don't want to give anything to J.K. Rowling. They're like, yeah, if I right, buy this okay. game, you're supporting her, you're supporting a transphobe, that makes you a transphobe. Um, or is it also so. like people 
uh, is it sort of just ruined Harry Potter for some people as well? They like they loved Harry Potter, but now it's like sort of ruined for them. I, I just feel so. like I guess, yeah. try to step like if you really enjoy something, try to separate the art from the artist in that way. Oh, I but, did that a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could still very much enjoy Harry Potter. I don't think about J.K. Rowling at all. Um, yeah. But to me, I have no problem with like people saying like, "Oh, I don't like J.K. Rowling, so I don't want to support this game." I mean, fine, that's their personal choice. Yeah, it's, it's more about yeah, like fine. telling other people that for they sure. are wrong for like buying the game and looking forward to the game. Yeah, like, yeah. dude, let everybody yeah, make sure. that choice for themselves individually. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Like, if someone chooses not to buy the game because um, they disagree and they don't want to support J.K. Rowling, tot- totally fair to make that decision for yourself. Yeah. But yeah, do you that. don't want to tell other people they can't. Yeah, uh, as well. So. Yeah, don't villainize uh, others because they want to play the game. They're not bad people because they want to play a Harry Potter game. Like, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, overall, I mean, the game, game-wise, game outside of any of those things, the game looks quite interesting, even for me who's not a Harry Potter fan. Uh, mm. It looks like it would be a fun time to go around Hogwarts and, like, learn spells and shit. Surrounding and, areas you know, and stuff. Go yeah. to Hogsmeade. Oh, man. Hogsmeade, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So... No, that's exciting. That's exciting. Um, what was the other major game at this event was Final Fantasy 16 got Ooh. a trailer. Um, oh, and there, there was rumours uh, that this would be revealed and it, and it was. Uh, w- are you a Final Fantasy fan, Robin? No, not really. I mean, I like the 7 remake that came out uh, just this year. I enjoyed that. But like, other than that, I've never really been much into Final Fantasy. I played a little bit of like 15, but uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's not really my my franchise, so I honestly don't have too much to say about it. Yeah, I'm. I've only the first one. I like a diehard Kingdom Hearts fan since I was a kid, since the first game. But the first Final Fantasy I'm, I've ever played is the Seven remake, and I've only just started. I'm only like five hours mm. in. I love it so far. So I've mm-hmm. really enjoyed it so yeah, far. Good. Oh my god, it gets so much better. Fuck this is my yep. first experience with Final Fantasy, so I get. I'm the same. I don't <clears> have any opinion on it. But James, I know you do. What's What's your thoughts on Final Fantasy yeah, sixteen? Um, I've always, I've, I've never, like, like I've said this, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy veteran or anything, but like you, I'm, I fucking love Kingdom Hearts, and Final Fantasy VII Remake is easily one of my favourite games I've ever played. Um, I played 15 when that came out, um, I can see the flaws with it, I understand why people were so disappointed with that game, like I do get it, but I enjoy it as a game, I think it's good, I think it's got a lot of heart, uh, themes are really good, I really like the characters and stuff, um, and so... I'm just excited after being so into Kingdom Hearts and then playing 7 Remake and seeing what Final Fantasy can be and like the way they can make these games. Um, going into 16 and seeing what they learned from 15, knowing what they did wrong, how they can improve on that and maybe make like a really, really quality game. And like the setting looks so cool. Like they're going like full medi- medieval, uh, whereas, you know, uh, most Final Fantasy games, at least from what I've seen, aren't that. They're like, you know, fantasy mixed with sort of like the modern era or whatever um and it's always cool but like this setting looks so fucking awesome with like knights and fucking shit like the fucking riding chocobos into a battle and shit that's so fucking cool um but yeah i mean i'm i'm very excited for this uh and hopefully it hopefully it delivers on everything that makes a good final fantasy game yeah i mean the, the trailer looked cool i think the final fantasy and kingdom hearts trailers you know the, there's the cinematic style trailers they always look very cool so mm. watching i was like this looks awesome and and if Final Fantasy VII is as good as you say it is, and I've, I've enjoyed it a lot so far, but once I finish it, I'm sure I'll love it. I think I'll probably mm. be quite interested to play 16, so this will be the first like new Final mm-hmm. Fantasy I'll play, which will be quite cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's yeah, definitely another interesting one. Was there any other major games that, that we haven't talked about that you wanted to from this PlayStation event? 
Spider-Man? Did we talk about Spider-Man? Oh, no, we did not talk about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Man? <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, we got, a, we got a full demo, which was... Well, a full, I say full demo. Like, it was a short demo, but... Uh, it was cool. I, I really liked it. I think it showcased the PS5 sort of what it can do and stuff. Like you saw a lot of destruction and uh, and stuff. Like when when they were just sort of generally fighting, a lot of nice little particle effects and stuff. Like it looked really nice and the animations were super clean. Um, direction of where they were going with Miles was cool. And also you see like a, like how they've changed sort of uh, New York a little bit um, with from like the buildings and architecture and stuff. Um, how it looks a little bit like there's a lot more detail going on there, which is nice. Um, so they've clearly redesigned bits of New York uh, for this, uh, which is cool. So, yeah, overall, I think it looked it looked really nice, really solid, and Spider Man was good. So I'm sure this will be as well. Did they give a release date? Is it coming out uh, launching? Yeah, with the, launch. uh, yeah, the PS5 of yeah. November. Uh, Did you hear about all like the the whole pricing thing and the backwards compatibility stuff with the original game? Like how they do that? It's kind no, of it's it's kind of a big controversy now because like basically uh, if you want to play the original Spider-Man right so the the, the 2018 PS4 Spider-Man uh, yeah upgraded on PS5 with like all the new you know like a higher frame rate and better textures and everything like that you will have to pay for the I think the 70 or 80 euro version of Spider-Man um, or Miles Morales basically you like basically the game itself is like 50 I think or something like that and then you can also get the ultimate edition for 70 or 80 and that one comes included with the original Spider-Man remastered uh, so they are essentially selling you sort of a patch for the game with like slightly some slight upgrades uh, and you know you you are basically forced then to pay like full price uh, for it which is kind of like yeah, it seems kind of shitty mm. to some people because there are other games like, for example, Cyberpunk, where they promise you like, oh yeah, all the PS5 upgrades and stuff. We'll just patch those in for free, and you know you'll just get those. Whereas other publishers choose to like make you pay once again for those games, uh, treating it like they're like different versions when they're really just like updates for the game, basically, right? So yeah, some people feel kind of dull about they're that. Just they're just performance enhancers. Like yeah, it's yeah, it's mostly. bizarre to. Yeah, it's bizarre to, to recharge uh, full price and or even close to full price for older games on a new generation. Like it's a new thing when it when it's it's not at all. Um, but that so is the whole confusing like... thing about their message is that they are they are saying like, yeah, we believe in generations, this and that, and so therefore we're also now going to make you, you know, we're also going to charge you to get different versions, different generation versions for these games. Whereas at the same time, they're also like, oh yeah, we're still putting the games on the PS4, and you know, we, like the the message yeah, itself is kind of yeah. yeah two sided, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's a strange one. It's a strange one. I, oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how to feel about it. I I think you know those publishers that are choosing to for those free upgrades to the next generation. I think that's the way to go. Like in my opinion, yeah. I you mean, bought the game once. Yeah. Why why should I um, have to buy um, a Miles uh, Morales again because I didn't get my PS5 on launch, but I wanted to play the game on launch. You know what I mean? Like I pre-ordered my PS5, but I might not get it till bloody December January. But then, what, do I have to wait till then to play Miles Morales? Or if I just decide to buy it on the PS4, do I then have to pay full price again to get it on the PS5 That just because you didn't have enough on launch? Like, well, that's insane to me. Yeah. 
but I'm also just, I'm also a little, at the same time, I was kind of hopeful that almost all the big games would be receiving these kinds of patches. But with the fact that it seems like now a lot of them will want to kind of charge you for it, I wonder if they're even going to bottle with it. Like, it's not like I there's many games I want to replay Enhanced, because I'd rather just stick to, like, you know, actual new PS5 games. But, uh, for example, I mean, Uncharted 4, I want to replay that in, like, 60 frames a second, you know, as a, as a fan of the yeah. series, of course. Uh, you have the other three games that are 60 frames and they run so well, and then Uncharted 4 kind of pales in comparison, right, with the 30 frames per second. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I want to get that 60 frames, and I also love doing speedruns for it, um, which is kind of shitty because the game itself is like four hours to get through in a speedrun. But then there is also, like, I kid you not, about 45 minutes to an hour of loading times in between that you that you always have to get through. Uh, so yeah. that's something that they could patch, right? They can use the SSD and get completely rid of those load times and it would be would make the game so awesome for those speedruns that I love doing for it. But yeah, I'm just like I'm just like hoping that they're actually going to go ahead with it, you know? I'm, I, it would be shitty to charge for it, but hey, I'd be down I guess if it's the only, you know, cuz it's the only game that I would want to do it for anyway or that I would want to play anyway, but I just hope they do it cuz now I'm just wondering like are they going to? We're 2 months away and we haven't heard anything about games being optimized except for Spider-Man and a couple upcoming ones like Cyberpunk. That's literally it. So Mm-hmm. yeah true that true that and that would also be bloodborne well, for example that's like a fan favorite where you know bloodborne runs terribly on the ps4 as as great of a game as it is you know it's like 30 frames and it has like strange frame pacing issues so it always feels very choppy you know that's that's the type of game that people would love to be able to play in 60 frames for the ultimate kind of souls like experience right and so we, we're just not hearing anything about these games that's the concerning part so i wonder if they're going to do it or not yeah, yeah I just want to be able to play my PS4 games on the PS5. That's all. That's mm. all I want to do. I already own them. I just want to be able to play them. I don't care if they're upgraded or better or True, but or it should be relatively be easy. It should be relatively easy to just for the developers to just kind of like flip the switch and unlock the frame rates and just, you know, have those games yeah, make use so. of the additional hardware. I'm pretty sure because it is the same architecture and it's, you know, we saw it with the PS4 Pro kind of already how developers could just make like quick patches for these games and actually unlock the frame rates and stuff. Mm. The same should be possible with the PS5, but yeah. Yeah, you'd hope so. Yeah, yeah. you'd hope so. Hopefully they, they t- talk about it or they do something because that would be, yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Um, I'd like to say it. For sure. Um, well, I I think that is everything from wow. the, P- the PS5 event. And um, with that, we will uh, wrap up this episode of the as always podcast robin thank you so much for once again thank you joining for us invite. your fan favorite yeah, uh, it was a lot of one, fun. yeah you're, you're one of our favorite guests always <laughs> awesome to talk to especially with an event like this really cool to break it down with you and to for some reason talk about phobias of whales <laughs> um yeah that's what we like um so yeah until next time thank you again for for joining us sure man. thing man. Like, you know really appreciate it sure thing. um all right so ladies and gentlemen if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to you know give us a five-star review on all those um places apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, everywhere you can listen to us mm-hmm. and thumbs up on youtube on the video version uh let us know what you thought and uh head over to patreon.com forward slash as always for just one dollar a month yes, you please. can support us and get exclusive ass access to the best podcast on the internet the clubhouse podcast there's over 90 episodes you can stream at will once you pay that little one dollar plus lots of other cool bonus perks and rewards you can get as well as early access to videos and the cinema and podcast spoiler cast podcast so thank you to the sweet vintage lads over there that are helping 
power this show. So let's go through these credits, which is the $5 tier and up. We have King Richard III, Josh Devilliers, Damien Olberic, Avery Dobbs, Cat94, Nick the Gaming Prick, Real Cinema, Colton the Cream Pie King, Ballsack47, Casey Wood, Pinkflame313, Lumistrad, Mario5380, Fuck You Logan Paul, Uga Booga, Chinga Wooga, Tuga, Muga, Luga, Suga, Vuga, Puga, Ruga, Suga, Zuga, Yuga, Duga, Jesper Olsen, Kimasaba Gamma Creep, Bias, Seth, Kevin Bond, Sicarius, aka Kieran, Henry, Justin, Aragorn, Skyro, G, Adam Sunling, T-Man or Travis, BQ Overlord, The Elder, Son of a Bitch, OG Adogo, Ravjai, Gene, Joshua Mora, Brian Ford is playing The Witcher 1 for the first time and loving it, Joe the Sexy Boy Smith, S. Jaws, Emil Catborg, Benedict Clobbers, Furious Coco, Noah Watts, Fishy, Ginkgo Swag, Mass the Bass, Max H, Luca, Winona Ryder, aka Lindsay from Destination Wedding, Joe the Lioness, Charming, Arse Eating, Coke Snorting, Cat Killing, Founded Scarab, aka the First Eagle, the s- is Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, Cassassin, <laughs> The Creed, Nick Miller, <sighs> Deep Breath, <sighs> Owen Brain, Walshy, Josh J. Anderson, Hey, It's Fair Use Man, Smexy Dork, Gwen Hughes, Evan Brown, Radok, Nice cock bro, fat fuck cock. I'm not moving on from Rocket Man. Victor Lyson, Bleeding oh, Edge 274. Marky is shit and gay and I hate it. Just call me Ben Higgins. No mojo. Philip Stillwagon, Jack DJ1998, Give Me a Penis, Marcus, aka Blackburn, Frankie Gaffney, Mag, aka the guy who makes his own Assassin Christmas, Kyle, The Swan Swam Over the Sea, Swim Swan Swim, The Swan Swam Back Again, Well Swam Swan, Greenies Weenie, Jess Notter, Liam, Andy Cure, Saul Goodman, Riley Reed, The Blue Cow, AC Landmarks, Harrisy, aka Bad Assassin, Alexander, La dee da dee da slob on my knob. Game of Vince, Star Explorer, Rainy Not Sunny, Blake Lloyd, Louis De Leon, Lady Litzomania, Zeke Collins, Jack is upset that James ruined gaming, Tristan Obigfell, Evan the Kitty did get cucked by Ed Sheeran, Angel of Harlem, Big Dick, 666999, Zeppo, Morgan Macaque, Falcon. Casey Wild, we're almost there, guys. Anonymous 1K, Josh the Second, and Christian 0210. Thanks for sweeping into that to power this podcast. Jesus fucking Christ. That list is ever growing. And Robin, that's why that we changed felt... it. We changed from last time you were on, where we only read it at the end. We used to read it at the start. We just do our producers at the start and mm. the, list, the credits at the end. So it's just a little easier to get through than having a list of that fucking bullshit list twice. Especially with all the God. animal names that are on there, these fucking savages that pay that us money to so say. long. Bullshit. I can't wait for next month. It's going to be even longer. Yeah, every month it's Hype. just that little bit longer. Um, that it and you can spirit. contribute to making it longer by heading over to patreon.com forward slash as always and dropping right. $5 or more. You'll be on, you'll be on the list. Do what it. more could you want than being on the list? And Amazing. breaking our spirits, especially yeah. James's. You'll want to quit podcasts even every, more than you every time, does. Yeah, every time I hear that list, I just want to stop doing podcasts for the rest of my life. So yeah. add to that existential... Um, anxiety i deal with every day yeah and then robin will replace him so if anything you you if you want robin to be on more if you want uh, me to get half the patreon money then please yeah exactly (laughs) and which will be even more because to break james we're gonna need to improve that list a bit so yeah so grow the list break james and then you'll get robin as the co-host of the podcast in the future so that's how we go so yeah that's how it works we promise um anyway yeah once again 
Thank you, Robin. James, as always, thank you for being my co-host and joining me today. Uh, and we will see you all next week, this same time, for the Clubhouse Podcast exclusive patreon.com forward slash as always. Um, guys, do you have any videos coming out in the next week or anything going on that they, they should know about? PlayStation 5 video, youtube.com slash Robin Gaming. Perfect. Oh, there you go. Uh, bloody, what am I doing? Uh, I'm trying to work on a video for this Outer Worlds DLC, but my next big project is the Hearts of Stone retrospective coming out on uh, October the 16th, I believe. So, and uh, 24 hours early on Patreon. So, Amazing. be ready for that. And I've got some sort. I'll be streaming the Horizon Zero Dawn again this week, and I've got a Fable video as well coming out. So, all right. That's great. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you all next time. Goodbye. See you later, boys. Bye bye. bye.